My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands and as always I'm joined by Damai. And it is the WNR146, the WWE Network Review for March. Yes, every month we review the latest content on the WWE Network, including collections, new programs, 205 Live, news and NXT update. But first, James, you've got an alternate intro for us. I have indeed, my friend, and we do this every podcast. And this one, well, I think we all know what it will be. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. The third rule of Fight Club, someone yells limp, taps out, the fight is over. The fourth rule, the fourth rule only two guys to a fight. The fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. The sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. The seventh rule, fights were going as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first fight night at Fight Club, you have to fight. And of course, that was from... Lock, sock, and two smoking barrels. Yeah, <laughs> it is Fight Club. Uh, but the first rule of the WNR podcast is you have to tell everybody about it, unlike that. Okay, so we move on, and we're going to talk about collections, new collections to the WNR Network in March. Oh, yes, the new collections for March 2018, and it starts off with Becky Lynch, straight fire. Talented, charismatic, straight fire, in an exclusive WWE Network interview, Becky Lynch offers never-before-seen insights on the biggest milestones to date in her incredible career. As one of the premier superstars in WWE, the first SmackDown Women's Champion captured the hearts of the WWE Universe with her incredible in-ring skills and quirky sense of humour. Last kicker's fiercest rivalries with Charlotte, Natalia, Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Don't get left in the cold. This collection is 100% straight fire. The next collection contains another Irishman, and that is The Bar, Seamus and Cesaro. Since joining forces, Seamus and Cesaro set the bar for the tag team division in WWE. In this WWE Network collection, old as the Celtic Warrior and the Swiss Superman go from heated rivals to four-time Raw Tag Team Champions. Witness their hard-hitting clashes begin with a blistering Best of Seven series and watch the European tough guys evolve into the most dominant tag team in WWE with Matt Classics against teams such as The New Day, The Shield and Legendary Hardy Boys. Remember, Seamus and Cesaro don't just set the bar, they are the bar. And I know we don't normally go into like you know the, the ins and outs of what matches and what, you know, what is on the programme, but I'd like to draw your attention to the Best of Seven series, Match 4. And it's the fourth battle between Sheamus and Cesaro in their Best of Seven series. Sees both men wage war across the pond in London, England. And we had the privilege of seeing that live. And then we've got new classic content for March 2018 as well, Dan. And that is All-Star Wrestling. 
and relive the genesis of WWE's weekly television tradition with all-star wrestling. Only on WWE Network, recorded at the Hamburg Fieldhouse in Pennsylvania, all-star wrestling featured a who's who Hall of Famers, including Bob Buckland, the Wild Samoans, superstar Billy Graham, Ernie Ladd, Andre the Giant, and more. Get a small taste of nearly 70-hour offering with this classic content collection featuring 10 episodes of WWE All-Star Wrestling from 1975 to 1980. Uh, and of course, other collections, we've got Hall of Fame updated. Jarrett and Ivory matches are added to Goldberg and Dudley. So don't forget, we will bring you the Hall of Fame special Mania weekend or Mania week beforehand that like we have done for the past couple of years. Uh, and NXT TakeOver collections. And it is all the collections of the NXT TakeOver pay-per-views in one simple-to-find folder. Yeah, and coming in April on the collections will be WrestleMania. Andre the Giant. And Finn Balor. So, new content to the WWE Network. And it's music. Uh, it's 19th of February. Of course, looking at the 10 best uh, entrance themes from the previous month. We've also had Kurt Angle photo shoot February the 19th. And the Charlotte Flair photo shoot, February the 26th. So here's my thoughts on the Kurt Angle one. The Kurt Angle photo shoot was fucking brilliant, wasn't it? I mean, so many memories of everything he's accomplished. The Olympic gold medalist, you know, multi-time W champion. It's just a shame now that he's got that faraway look in his eyes no matter what, Dan. Yeah, and oh my gosh, all the time as well to every photo that come up. Um, no, you know, he did enjoy looking back and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's good to look at. Kurt Angle's career. Yeah, no, it is. Dan, what are your thoughts on the Charlotte Flair photo shoot? You watched that one? Yes, it, it was quite interesting. There was some photos of her, you know, back in when she was starting in NXT. She was saying she wished she had the body she started off with. And, of course, you know, having a dad by her side, teaching her the Flair strut. And, um, you know, people was kind of getting at her because, you know, it took Ric Flair years to master the Flair strut. And Charlotte was trying to do it. But, you know, she's kind of picked it up along the way. Um, there was a few emotional photos of her when, uh, you know, with her brother Reed Flair and, you know, it was, uh, she was getting a bit upset, but, you know, it also showed how she broke ground and, uh, you know, she was part of the four horsewomen. Uh, there's a picture of uncle Arn Anderson as well, you know, and, uh, how he, he kind of touched her <laughs> inappropriately, of course, you know, and there was also photos of her, how she was breaking ground, uh, you know, becoming the first woman in a hell in a cell match how they got main events and, you know, just how the progression of women's wrestling has come on. Also, the announcement of the Women's Royal Rumble, and I don't know why that meant much to Charlotte because she wasn't even in it. Yeah. It was quite funny because her reaction to all the photos, quite similar to Kurt Angle's, like, you know, oh, my gosh. You know, they, it was uh, quite similar as well. Yeah, no, 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 um, that's, that's all good. I mean, photo shoot is quite a... Nice little program I like. They've added that to the WME Network. And the final thing, Flashback Friday. You do this uh, every Friday, and it's debuts and first. It's the March edition. WME Network looks back at an impressive archive of debuts and firsts that took place in March. From the inaugural WrestleMania to the first appearance of superstars, Mark Henry and Brock Lesnar contains some of WWE's most memorable debuts. All right, so now we're going to do something new on the WNR for this month, and it's going to be a new thing that we do every month, and it's going to be shout-outs. So I just want to give shout-outs to a couple of people. First off, Nico Ortiz, who's recently started following and enjoying the WNR podcast. Blayton Johnson as well. Uh, Abel Gosling. And who can forget 
uh, Melan... Oh, Melena, who would have a name like the Melena? Melanie Perram, who's uh, recently discovered the podcast and is really checking out all the old episodes and having a great time. And at this moment in time, I just want to say thank you for your huge support, everybody. Because incredibly, Dan, this week, this week alone, we have had our most popular podcast of all time. The WWE 145, the Elimination Chamber. Incredibly, over 20,000 people listen to it. I would just like to thank everybody who's listened to the dubbing. I don't forget, we've got a huge uh, weekend coming April 7th and April 8th. And also, the podcast section that released, I had 8,000 people listening to it, even though it was just a podcast extra. So we're hoping lots of people can listen to us uh, on this episode and for the months to come, you know? Yes, we'd just like to say thanks to everybody who listens to us. It is the dubbing our podcast, and uh, we, we enjoy all the comments and the new followers that we get as well week in, week out. Right, I'm going to try to say it now, Dan, because I've got a little surprise. Because at this moment in time, our next podcast we release will be WWE Fastlane, which will be next Sunday. But midweek, something new. We're going to release exclusively to YouTube. It's going to be James versus Dan. And it's going to be a battle because we've got two men that we love. Two men that we love more than anybody, and they're fighting at Fastlane. Who are these two men, Dan? Uh, well, for me, it is Randy Orton. And for you, it's Mojo Rawley. But he's not going against Mojo. He's going against Bobby Roode. Okay, so Dan didn't rudely introduce it. But yes, Bobby Roode is my man. And of course, Dan's going for the uh, the old Randy Orton. What we're going to do is that we're going to have, for the first time ever in WNR Podcast history, it's going to be a sing-off, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a sing-off between Dan and myself. There'll be two separate videos released. Whoever gets the most likes is, of course, the winner of this challenge. And whoever the loser is, we will work out some sort of punishment for them. I'm sure we will. And what we're going to do is Dan's going to release his own version of a, a song about Randy Orton. And I'm going to release one about Bobby Roode. Now, we've done a lot of work about this. This is going to be brilliant. So let's look forward to it on Wednesday. All right, so we move on from that. And it is now time for 2.05 Live. So we're going to catch this, and it is episode 65, February 20th. Well, new Cruiserweight manager Drake Maverick's Cruiserweight Championship tournament wraps up first round action as four men compete to see who will join Cedric Alexander, TJP, Kalisto, Roderick Strong, Drew Gulak, Mark Andrews in round two. Well, one of these bouts features a final surprise entrant in the tourney as former NXT tag champ and my guy, Buddy Murphy, makes his main roster debut to challenge Aria Davari. In the other, in the other, one week after inspiring Gulak to get aggressive, we'll find out if Mr. Maverick's motivational tactics worked on his countryman, Jack Gallagher, as the gentleman faces off with Mustafa Ali. Well, we get a recap of last week's matches and a preview of tonight's narrated by voiceover guy. Yeah. Tonight, we are going to see the end of the Cruiserweight title. Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness welcome us to Phoenix and remind us again that Drake Maverick told Jack Gallagher to change his clothes before his first round match. Then it's time for our first bout. Aria Davari has a selfie promo mocking Buddy Murphy for thinking this is Biggest Loser and vowing he won't let the newcomer get in the way of WrestleMania plans. We get another video of but, uh, of Murphy weighing in yesterday at 200.9 pounds. Yes, so, of course, it is... I mean, I don't want to fucking tell you how to uh, suck an egg, but 205 pounds is the limit for the cruiserweight division. That's why it's called that. Buddy Murphy 
have slimmed down. I tell you what, this guy looks in fantastic shape. He's had a kind of uh, a chick as well, which I think is great for him. I really like Buddy Murphy. There was something about him in NXT when we saw him last year that I kind of took to. Uh, people that might not know him, he used to be part of uh, Blake and Murphy, former tag team champions in NXT. They were managed by Dan's favourite, Alexa Bliss. And uh, they had a little bit of success and, and uh, kind of split now. And Buddy Murphy, I'm happy for him to be on cruise weights. I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on this first round match here? You know, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Murphy gets on in this match. You know, he's uh, he's kind of been a bit quiet on NXT since, I don't know if he's still part of a tag team with... Went their separate ways and Murphy ain't been on NXT, I would say. Oh, fucking hell, about four. So, you know, they've kind of been kept quiet. I don't know, will he fit in with this kind of 205 liveness? You know, it has... Uh, it has gone up a notch since the departure of He Who Shall Not Be Named. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to see how he's going to fare up with this kind of competition and faster pace work. Yeah, well, I was surprised that they called up Buddy Murphy, you know. Like I say, he is one of my guys, but I was surprised they used him for the cruiserweights. I would have thought, especially the man of his size, that maybe he could have... Not aimed higher, I don't want to be horrible to the cruiserweight division, but I would have thought someone like Leo Rush involved in this tournament... You know, the guy, the, the guy in NXT would probably made more sense because he's more cruiserweight, you know, or, or someone like that as opposed to Murphy. But I'm happy he's here. I think this is the most surprising first round matchup. We've had a couple of really good ones, haven't we? And the kind of the way that leads to a matched up, you know, Davari's kind of known as like the jobber to the cruiserweight stars. So he might get given an opportunity in the early go and he dropped uh, Buddy Murphy on the apron and then slams his back into the stairs. But it's an interesting one here tonight. I mean, and especially the other match as well. Mustafa Ali versus uh, Jack Gallagher. Because you'd hope if Jack Gallagher's going back to his normal ways, you'd want to see him advancing in the tournament, wouldn't you? You know, Most definitely, yeah. You know, um, it's, I think he's, he's better when he's on, better as a facey type character as well. You know, um, I have missed, you know, I have missed the Jack Gallagher of old, how he humiliates opponents. He seems to kind of, like, you know, I do like the fact that he can step it up a gear. But I prefer him doing that, you know, when needed, not all the time. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, the thing I, I like about the, the Cruiserweight tournament so far is that people are getting given an opportunity. The matches are uh, actually getting given a bit of time, aren't they? So that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah, well, having just two matches over the space of an hour, it gives them time to work. And, you know, it's they're all telling the story. They all want the Cruiserweight Championship. You know they want to, they want to kind of like up their game to get there. Now it's been, now it's vacant. You can see the hunger in them. Yeah, well, if people if given the opportunity, isn't it? You know, and we saw with Roderick Strong coming up from NXT, get given a chance, and Buddy Murphy now as well. So we are seeing uh, different guys. I would have liked to see maybe a outside talent coming, and maybe someone from the original CWC tournament, but. If, you know, this is the way WWE going, and I've not had a complaint so far in any of the matches. As Murphy now looks to make a comeback, yeah, jumps off the second row with a lovely seated drop kick. Can he get back into? He does look quite big though. He, he does. Got an impressive physique, and I know he's made a couple of character changes. I just hope they concentrate more on his the character and who he's about. You know, like I say, I know he's Australian, but apart from that, there's not a lot else about Buddy Murphy. But he's impressive there. As he nips back up to his feet. The fans seem to like him as well. He's definitely got a spring in his step now, hasn't he? He's got given a chance to, you know, here, here Murphy, prove that you, you belong. It looks like he's gurning like an idiot, though. He's got a bit of a... He's got a chin. And now he's going up. He 
He's going to look to chin Davari. Oh, Davari rolls out the way, though. But that won't stop Murphy. He looks to go flying as he sails over the top rope with a lovely somersault or sent on, as it will, as you will. Throws Davari back in on the way to the top again. Ooh. Oh. Hits him with the knees to the shoulders. One, two. Oh. But Davari managing to kick out. Oh. Took a step out of uh, Sasha Banks' playbook there, didn't he? Indeed, he did, yes. He gets thrown to the outside by Davari, but immediately comes back in, but to an elbow. Oh he's been knocked word. for six. Can Davari get a much-needed victory under his belt? Well, he's going up now. Is this a Persian splash? Hits it. One, two. Oh! And Murphy managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Are you still in this, buddy? You can do you can do this. Come on, buddy. Don't let me down. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. But now, Devai, we're looking to put Murphy away. Oh, goes for a close line, but gets rolled up. One, two. Ooh. Oh, Devai managing to kick out. Oh. Straight hits him with a super kick. Folds him up. Oh. Turns him inside out with a hammerlock-style clothesline. This could be it. One, One two. two. Yes, Davari can't believe it, but Murphy gets his shoulder up at two. Two. And this is probably the most impressive I've seen Davari in a very long time. Most definitely. Like I said, we've given it a chance for everybody to shine, isn't it? You know, so that is a good thing to see here. And Davari now has got his mean face on. He's got the marks of war, but he's looking to put away Buddy Murphy. Grabs his trunks, going to set him up now for maybe back suplex. Oh, but Murphy flipping out of it, landing on his feet, hitting Devari with a punch and kick combo, <laughs> then stamps on his foot, finishes up with a knee to the chin. Oh, my God! And there we go. That is it. The pump-handled Death Valley driver there by Buddy Murphy gets a victory. Very impressive here tonight. I mean, my man wins. Dan, what do you think of the match? Um, yeah, you know, as I said throughout it, this is the most impressive Devari. Uh... Can Buddy Murphy go all the way to win this? You know, personally, I think he might be my pick here. You know that? A very, very good... He looked very, very good in that, even though Davari did have a bit of a... Like we said, Davari had a bit of time to look strong, but I think in the end, Murphy was the kind of star in that match. If he's going to think... You know, if you looked at those two, you'd be like, I think Murphy's the one who's got a bright future. Can he get uh, all the way to WrestleMania? This is what... He's only got one first-round match... Left, and we're going to watch that later. Well, Drake Maverick reveals the tournament bracket and tells us that in two weeks, Murphy will face the winner of this match here, Mustafa Ali versus Gentleman Jack. Gulak will meet Mandrews. TJP versus Alexander. And Kalisto versus Roderick Strong are next week. TJ and said, enter the frame. And Perkins says, this is the point where Alexander fails. Cedric says, TJP's dirty tricks won't help, it, won't help him now. And he won't hesitate to put him in the bad place. Well, Kalisto brings Lince Dorado and Grand Metallic. Hashtag Lucha House Party to the ring. It was Lucha House Party versus Evan Daniels and Negado via pinfall following SSP from Dorado. Fun if quick squash. The enhancement duo got some offence, but not match in this four-minute match. And then we get a selfie promo from Gulak. He says people tell him he went too far last week. But that's just an excuse, mate. He respects Mark Andrews, but plans to ground him and tap him next week. Andrews answers with a promo that features him doing a standing flip while holding the camera. He says Drew can't ground him, and he'll fly through the no-fly zone en route to Mania. 
Well, after we see Ali taping himself up, Gallagher enters into his enters in his new ring gear. Unfortunately, it's green velvet long tights into calf high socks and simple black wrestling boots. Uh, uh, look, there's one, two, there's two colours I hate put together, and that is green and fucking white. And Jack Gallagher has managed to do it. I don't know how. Oh, I hate the feel of velvet, and it just cringes me out just <laughs> looking at it. Uh, well, anyway, we have started this match here. Here they go. It looks like Jack's going to try and work over Mustafa Ali. But who's the favourite in this one, Dan? I would say, you know, I'd like to see Gentleman Jack going on. Yeah, no, I definitely would as well. But I got a feeling Mustafa Ali's picked up a few results recently, hasn't he? So you never know which way they're going to go. Ali gets a shoulder block down there by Jackie Boy. Leapfrog attempt by Ali gets caught by Gallagher. Now back into the armbar. Ali gets to the bottom rope, manages to break the submission there. And I think this is going to be a slow burner, but could turn into something special. There's no doubt in my mind, both of these men are fantastic in ring. Oh, Ali ducking an elbow there from Jack Gallagher and getting him up in a half Boston. Each man trying to fill each other out in the early going, just trading uh, as I say, wrestling holds, trying to get the advantage. And Ali now trying to work the leg. But Jack knows how to get a submission. Of course, he's got that kind of British style about him. And that move used to make me pop back in the day when he turned him over. But now, not so oh, much. Oh, but gentlemen, Jack with a headstand in the corner. Upside down and he's waving at Ali as he nips over Ali as he comes sliding in. Trying to roll up attempt. Ali grabs hold to the ropes. Oh, both men having a flipping awesome time. Oh, both men trading near pinfalls. We just saw the dexterity of both men there managing to be kind of connected in a weird way. Brilliant exchange between these two. You know how they can both uh, turn it up when it comes to Matt wrestling. And the fans seem to be into it today. I don't know if I'm uh, straight tripping, y'all, but they seem to be uh, at least respecting what the guys are doing. Most definitely. They've got rid of the ignorant bastards in the front row that are just sitting there staring at their phones. Yeah, fuck <laughs> With a WrestleMania sign in the background. Now a shoving match. We've seen kind of respectful wrestling. Is this going to get a little bit dirty now? Well, Jack goes down to the midsection with a headbutt and then follows up with a knee. So he gets himself the upper upper hand in this exchange. But looks for a kick. Ali catches it and delivers a spinning heel of his own, knocking Jack out of the ring. Well, that was bang on the mark. And whilst you're out of the ring, the cruiserweights go to play. Oh! But Jack catches Ali in the ring apron and... uh, Unloads a flurry of punches and kicks to him. We've seen some great Britons do that in the past. You know, people like Finlay and Regal. And it's nice that Jack Gallagher is taking a page out of those guys' books. At least in a bit of trouble. Gallagher, just get in. Get the pinfall. You don't have to worry about the crowd at the moment. Uh, get the count out. Mally gets in, breaks the count. Jack's going straight back to work. Irish whip. The back elbow down. And he's going for cover, but he's just not going to get it. You know, he's just trying to wear him down at the moment. They're going to go for the submission. Knocking up his arm and his cravat in. It's getting tighter every time you move against it. It works against itself, basically. It's like a snake, you know, when it kind of constricts around the body. I'm a that's, snake. That's what, I'm a snake. That's what basically this submission is doing. Airway from Mustaf Rally. And you work in your midsection as well. Just try and disrupt the breathing. It's that constant pressure on top of you. And that's what Jack Gallagher's going to try to do now with the elbows. And again, just pressing down. Ali has to use his entire body weight to try and get up and get an advantage. And that's difficult to do. Fight back, but Gallagher goes the elbow. Now the headbutts to the midsection. Back them up into the corner and another headbutt. 
Tries to head back the third time, but Ali managing to dodge out of the way. Oh, and he just runs through Gallagher, knocking him down to the mat. Jack versus Irish whip, maybe giving Ali a chance. Oh, pop-up drop kick, now nip up by Ali, who screams at the crowd. Jack pushing Ali off, and Ali responds. Big kick to the shoulder blade, and now Hurricane Runner. Ali manages to dodge out of the way of Jack Gallagher. you got to remember that, um, what's the umbrella called? Uh, William. Uh, it, moving out of the way, you got to remember Williams in the corner might be an advantage. Ali Ooh. now looking to roll his way back in. Hits an X-Factor on Gallagher. Looking to go up to in the top corner, but Gallagher holds on to his foot. Ooh. Not allowing him to go any higher. That might have knocked him out, but Gallagher's been scouting Ali. So managing to roll to the apron. Doesn't get hit by the uh, 0-5-4. Gallagher and Ali both on the second rope now. In a very precarious position. Oh! But Gallagher jumping from the second rope to the way for Finn Mats below with Ali's arm in hand and just hangs him up over the top rope. Throws him into the ring post and sends him out of the ring. Well, if the arm wasn't damaged first time around, it is now. And Gentleman Jack straight on it, not giving Ali any time to recover whatsoever. He's going to try and capitalise on this. Goes for the cover one, two. Oh, but Ali managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Gallagher's just going to try and work on the arm. He knows it's damaged, but Ali, he's got his hand gripped at the moment. Uh-oh. Oh, he's got a submission locked. Oh, my God. But shoulders are down from Jack, so he has to release the submission. And Ali's in all sorts of trouble with his left arm. That was the only way. Ali was trying to get out of that. Now, the air. Oh, fucking hell. Arm belt bent on the mat. And just kicks his elbow. Vicious from Gallagher. He's working on the joint, isn't he? This is the best I've seen Jack Gallagher in a little while. He drops Ali on his arm, trying to go for the cover, but Ali gets shot off at two. Two. What are you thinking about Jack and this impressing you a little bit more? He is, yes. You know, he's kind of uh, gone back to his old ways of Jack, but he's still got that aggressive look about him as well. I think that's what he needs to keep, didn't he? You know, you don't want to be like a comedy character. You want to have that aggressive side. And uh, I think this is what Jack's doing well. I'm not sure on his outfit, though. I hate his fucking outfit. I really do. I really like my stuff for Ali, though. You know, they kind of look like he's got... He's comfortable with it. And you can obviously do, like, different colours and stuff like this as well. Just needs to get the crowd behind him. And I think a guy, uh, the way he wrestles, I think Mustafa Ali might have a chance in this tournament. Gallagher's on the outside. Ali looking to go flying. Oh! Oh, screws his way over the top, and I think he completely misses Gallagher. Yeah, he fucked that up. I think Ali's got a bit of a dead leg there. Oh. There we go. So Ali goes over. Lands on the ring apron or the outside of the mat. The hardest part, as James likes to alliterate to us. Well, I think they were trying to say that Ali, maybe his arm couldn't get him all the way over the top, proper spring to it, so it failed on him. And then he hit the apron. But if if that's the case, then that is fantastic strategy by Jack Gallagher. But Ali made it into the ring before the referee's 10 count. And both men are up on a second rope in a precarious position. Ali manages to fight Jack off, though. Uh, no, I don't think that was the best idea from Jack Gallagher when he knows that Ali can fly, but turns that crossbody into an armbar. So maybe I was wrong about it, trying to twist it all the way round. Ali with a roll through, trying to grab onto a rope, but Jack Gallagher sends him into the uh, turnbuckle, but runs in. Gets caught with an elbow, catches Ali's arm again, and this time it's got to be over. Well, that's it. Jack Gallagher knows exactly whereabouts in the ring he is at all times, and he's got Ali now in serious trouble. Ali's lips busted as well. He's got internal bleeding. Yeah. 
Well, it's what Gallagher with the headbutts early. We know how dangerous the Jack Gallagher headbutts are. Ali's scrambling. Manages to get to the bottom rope, though. Oh, and he'll be glad that he escaped that. But you got one. You got to think now the damage is done. Ali's just got to try and uh, blank this out, just try and get through. Gallagher picks him up. The only thing separating Jack and Ali now are just the ropes. I think Mustafa Ali realised that. No strength in the punches. Trying to fight out. Bounces Gallagher's head off the top turnbuckle. Is it wise of Ali to be going up to the top rope, though? Oh, it's not Jack now. Right on the second rope. He's got the arm locked there. And Ali needs to seriously get to a rope. Oh, he's on him. <laughs> well, the thing is, damage is done. Oh, Ali just knocked the, knocked the taste out of Jack's face. Oh, Jack oh. comes back, delivers a running drop kick to Ali as he was perched on the second rope, sends him careening into the barricade, and Ali looks down and out. Oh, my God. Jack Ali are now saying, come on, you like that? To be fair, I do. Mustafa Ali goes flying across. RVD used to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. But the referee's not in the ring making a count. No. It's quite he, bugging. It's the second time he's gone outside to check on the rest of his well-being. I mean, it's how hard-hitting it is. If I was Gallagher, I'd pick up the referee, throw him in the ring and say, start counting, you prick. Oh! Gallagher throws Ali into the barricade again. My referee might stop this now. You know, he said he is on the outside checking. Gallagher's not giving up, though. He's throwing Ali back into the ring. Well, now all he has to do... Just pick off Ali, grabs the arm again. Picks up the arm in a hammerlock, throws him into the turnbuckles. And it is different look for Jackie Boy tonight. Pulls, uh, just Ali's limp body, cover. Ali managing to kick out. What? I thought that was over. Now he's going for the arm. Ah. Ali desperately holding on. And Jack now using his legs to kick Ali whilst he's down. Well, he's not going to use his hands to kick Ali, is he? Well, you sorry, using the free leg. To kick Ali's face. And now what he's doing. He's perching his head up on his thigh. Is that? No. What's that bit? On his thigh. On his thigh. And then using the elbows. Ali's getting the shit kicked out of him. But still managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now Jack looks a bit tired. A little bit frustrated. The fighting Ali. Yes he may be down. But he's not out. Who is going to be the last man through. In the first round of the. Cruiserweight tournament. Cruiserweight. <laughs> See, I told you, I know where to start. I don't know where to end. The Cruiserweight tournament. WrestleMania sign in the background. Jack's got Ali all the way up. Oh, but Ali rolls through, lands on his feet from the uh, back suplex from the top. Hits Gallagher with a super kick to the back of the head. Springboard to a ferocious DDT. Jack landing in a very prone position in the corner. Looking for the inverted 450. Well, that arm is definitely bright, but Ali's got a chance now. Bang, hits it. One, two, three. Wow, there we go. Mustafa Ali pulls out a victory there. I thought it was a bloody good match. Um, you know, Jack Gallagher was over it all. I think he looked very ferocious. Um, you know, looked like it was going to be Gallagher's match, but out of his ass, Ali managed to pull it out in the dying seconds. And Nigel McGuinness, Nigel McGuinness, so rightly standing up and applauding both men at the end of this match. Yeah, what a fantastic effort by both men. Jack Gallagher looked great in defeat. It is a shame it is defeat. And Mustafa Ali, you know, it's Johnny Gagano award for most punishment taken in the match. But Ali there gave a good shout himself. He did take a lot, managed to put him away. And that was a flurry of offence at the end for Mustafa Ali, wasn't it? But... 
He's impressive, and he goes through, and of course, he will face Buddy Murphy in the next round wow. of the, um, the Cruiserweight Tournament. Well, that is the end of episode 65, and we move on to February the 27th. Yeah, and new general manager, Drake Mavericks, Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, has a bracket, and February 27th show from Los Angeles will kick off oh. second round action on our way to a title match at WrestleMania 34 on April 8th. So let's have a look at the bracket. Cedric Alexander beat Grand Metallic to go through to the second round and TJP beat Tyler Bate. So it would be Alexander TJP in second round action. Uh, Roderick Strong beat Hidao Itami and uh, Kalisto beat Linz Dorado to, to advance to the second round. So it's going to be Roderick Strong versus Kalisto. On the other side, we have just seen Mustafa Ali and Buddy Mur- Mustafa Ali beating Jack Gallagher and Buddy Murphy beating Davari on last week's show. Of course, Ali Murphy, second round action. Uh, we saw Drew Gulak beat Tony Nese, his friend. Uh, and we saw Akira Tozawa get beaten by Mark Andrews. So it's going to be Mark Andrews versus Drew Gulak in that side of the bracket. So now we're going to do, because we have bonus points and everything like this, don't we? So let's put a bonus point on the line for the Cruiserweight Tournament. Um Strong and Alexander win. So we got a choice of one, two, three, four, five, six men there. So just a bonus point. Uh, do you want me to tell you my pick or do you want to write them down, Dan? What do you uh, want to do? Tell me your pick. I've got mine written down. Have you, uh, mine's Buddy Murphy. Mine is Roderick Strong. Okay, so Strong and Murphy. Uh, so it's only for the winner here because obviously it's going to be second. Oh, we're going to meet each other in the finals. So <laughs> it's a good possibility that we could face each other in the final. Um, the reason I've gone Buddy Murphy is just because I like him. You know, I, I'm thinking maybe Mandrews or, of course, Roderick Strong. But Murphy, a bit of repackaging. I've got hope for him. And st- why is reason for Strong, Dan? Um, I've gone for Roderick Strong because so many times in NXT, he's come up just a bit too short. And I think, you know, he deserves something to try and elevate him up to the next level. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's why I've gone for Roderick Strong. So that'll be interesting. So let's start off second round action. So tonight's matches. Look to continue the Purple Browns run a great in-ring action since Maverick took the reins on screen and Triple H reportedly got them backstage. In one quarterfinal, after defeating his hashtag Lucha House Party brother, Linz Dorado, Kalisto set to battle Roderick Strong, who shocked fans by taking out his fellow NXT alum, Hideo Tommy in round one. In the other, Cedric Alexander tries to follow up on his win over Grand Metallic when he battles the first champ, TJP who got here by beating the first UK champ, Tyler Bate. We get a recap of last week, which also previews tonight's two matches and leads to the opening video. And then to Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness, welcome us to the Staples Centre. We'll look at the bracket that we've talked about. Well, a selfie promo from Cedric Alexander claiming TJP can't get into his head and saying he won't get in the way of him. Dasha Fuentes interviews TJP. He thinks it's ridiculous the first ever champ has to compete in this tournament at all. But since that's the way it is, he's going to walk through Cedric tonight on the way to WrestleMania. So here we go. They both started trying to fill out the other one first. I mean, I don't know who's who's got the speed advantage in this one, Dan. TJP. You say TJP? I don't know. I mean, Alexander. He's quick as a hiccup, isn't he? <laughs> and Perkins technically, I think Perkins technically is better with strength. Probably Cedric because he's just a little bit bigger than TJP. But of course, what TJP has got is the fact that he's the first ever uh, cruiserweight champion here. Well, I say first ever, first new cruiserweight champion. 
leg lock and he's uh, dabbing away, Dan, you know? Oh, no. So who's it's... the favourite in this one, then? I would say Big Said. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, TJP knocked off Tyler Bate. I thought Tyler Bate might have had a chance to impress in this tournament. But unfortunately, TJP took him down. Like he just tried to take down Cedric there. Oh, wrist lock there. And uh, TJP is in trouble. Yep, Cedric trying to stretch the arm. This is just about imposing your will in the early going. Cedric Alexander certainly has the upper hand over TJP thus far. Well, he wants to show TJP that he can work TJP's way, you know. Might not have to be a fast-paced match. Might show him that he can beat him technically. TJP's so arrogant at this moment in time, saying that he can just easily walk over Alexander. Alexander wants to beat him at his own game. And Alexander, so far, he's uh, proven this as well. Well, there's a lot of strong names, excuse the pun. We've got former champions, Kalisto, uh, TJP. Yeah, you've got a revitalised Drew Gulak in there, haven't you? My man Buddy Murphy as well looked excellent last week. And Roderick Strong, who uh, we know took out his alum, what's his name, Hideo Itami. Yeah, which I thought might have been uh, which a little bit of a surprise, really. Yes, and also former Titus Worldwide member. He was taken out of it as well. Uh, ah, 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 what's his name? Uh, Tazawa. Tazawa. Upset by Mandrews. Both and of course, Mandrews, you can't discount him as well. He's had some very, very impressive matches. I do like uh, Mark Andrews. And in this one, they've sped it up a little bit now. Oh, but a drop kick slows things down again, and TJP rolls to the outside for a bit of separation. But that's not going to stop Big Said. Is that, is, that, is that your new nickname for him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, TJP catches him, though. Looking for an armbar, but Cedric rolls through, looking for the bottom rope. So close, yet. Yeah. So far. Well, Perkins stopping him getting there. And now all he, all he can do is try and reach for that one leg. Well, TJP getting the exchange there. Cedric might have gone to the bottom right, but Perkins is still in control here. So TJP follows up with a big uppercut in the corner. Alexander reversing now. Now Chops just trying to get his breath back in this match. Snap there, takedown, but Perkins managed to reverse it. Cedric tried it. And TJP caught him at his own game. Yeah, lovely neck breaker, and he just puts his foot on the face of Cedric and twists on it. And TJP, you can see the discoloration in his chest from them knife-edge chops. Perkins will a knee to Alexander, now going back to the submission. TJP trying to slow things down and get a bit technical. <laughs> Perkins catching himself on the ropes. It's going like a rear 619, rolls through, or steps through, sorry, looking for the uh, sharpshooter. But he uh, turns it into a, what's that, a kind of sharpshooter with one leg as he steps on like a surfboard. Well, that's the start of that <coughs> kind of STF, the way he's got his leg locked there. And then the head. Yes, stomping him into the mat like he's a piece of shit. Not that the colour of him makes a difference, but anyway. Now, the sides of the arms come up and twisting him round, getting in, pinning predicament. Alexander kicking out quite quickly. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? With a that turnback was upside down. The Miz has been in the ring. Oh, yeah. One of, one of that changes as the night goes on. I think that's what the director's shouting in the back at the moment. Right, who, what fucking idiot put that turnbuckle on the wrong way? You're Quick, fired. change the camera. You're fired. And now Perkins, bit of control, snap there, Alexander down. Oh, Hilo over the top, drops a shoulder into Alexander, goes for the cover. But Cedric managing to kick out. Oh. Come on, Big Ced. You can do this. Beat the man who I picked to win the first. Yeah, I know. He was your pick, and now you've turned your back on him. That's what you do to your guys, is it? 
See, I'm always loyal to mine, no matter what happens to him. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. and Ho-Ho Land are doing really well in this tournament. Oh, burn. Zack Sabre Jr. is having... Oh, fuck you. I'm not even... What about... Um... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not in this tournament. Hey! bum tush Well, what about your guys? What... Well, TJP, well, he's currently in a match at the moment. Well, TJP is in full control of Cedric Alexander as he's got him tied up again. He's got his arm and his leg in like a... It looks like the start of an abdominal stretch, James, but I can't for the life of me remember who made that move famous. Well, that was Wilbur Schneider down in 1920s, making that uh, famous hold. Well, TJP's kind of making it his own with the arm locked in there as well. He's kind of dabbing using Cedric's arm. And now Alexander trying to fight back at this. And he does with a big elbow, but TJP's straight back on the button. Looking for a sloop, looking for a suplex. Trying to go for the three amigos, but no, stands him up. Turns it, but Alexander twisted in midair, turns it into a cross body. Goes for a pinning attempt, but TJP managing to kick out. Oh. Upside down turnbuckle. Trying to recover boot to TJP's face. An uppercut there to follow it up. Comes running through TJP. Not once, not twice. Looking for a third attempt, but TJP boxes with his foot up. Caught by Big Sed and hits a spinning back elbow. Springboard now by Cedric. Oh, oh a lovely handspring God. springboard there. And it just takes Perkins' head off, but somehow TJP gets the shoulder up at two. Two! Which way will this go? No, I don't know. Cedric getting a little bit frustrated. Takes off his uh, arm cover. Got TJP in his sights. TJP drops Cedric on the apron. Cedric manages to spin his way back in. <sighs> Uses the rope and plants Perkins. Face first into the mat. Goes for a cover. But Perkins managing to kick out. Ah. Well, how close was that? And Cedric trying to get through. And again, this is how hard these matches have been. There's more markings. You see the markings on Perkins there. They're turning up in these matches in this first, second round. Who's going to be advanced in Cedric now? Maybe looking for the lumbar check. Pulls him in. Oh, but TJP had it scouted and just holds on around the neck of uh, Big Sed. Catches him, plants him. Oh, in a inverted lumbar check of his own. Rolls him up. Oh, Ooh. but Alexander managing to kick out. Oh. Perkins getting frustrated. Does he not know how to put... Cedric down. The uh, golden touch that he had just a, a year ago when he won the CWC tournament, you know. Like I said, it's been a long road to hoe for TJP, but now he's going to look to put Cedric away. Looking for the detonation kick, but uh, but Cedric had that scouted. <coughs> Cedric looking to suplex him, but Perkins with a knee to the head. Ooh. Both men running the ropes, and TJP goes down low, takes out the knee of the. He might be looking for the TJP clutch, and now he's going to dive off the second rope. Oh, but ducked by Cedric Alexander. Spinning heel kick sends Perkins crashing to the outside. Is he going to go flying this time? Oh, somersault over the top, takes out TJP. And TJP is now doing a. A wangel at ringside. He is out. Draw a chalk line over him. Cedric needs to just get him back in the ring. Take advantage. As he heeds your advice, throws TJP back in the ring. Trying to get a, <coughs> trying to get a bit of momentum on his side. Springboard back in. Oh, but TJP ducks. Cedric Alexander lands on his bad leg. And TJP notices that, tries to take advantage, but gets a big back elbow from Cedric. And a big forearm to follow up. What can Big Ced do? Handspring elbow attempt, but gets caught and plucked straight into that TJP clutch. And he's in the middle of the ring right now. 
who's got the grapevine locked in. Can Alexander drag him and TJP to the bottom rope? Maybe this is where the weight advantage and the slight reach is going to come to help Cedric, but Perkins pulls him straight in. Oh, looking to get rolled up, but Perkins' handful of tights. To one of the, I think Cedric's shoulder was up slightly. As like you said, Perkins tried to take a, well, try to cheat his way through. By hook or by crook, Jimbo, by hook or by crook. And now Perkins, now Cedric looks down, Perkins going to put him away. Both men have been for a war tonight. A lovely combination there by TJP. Oh. Runs into an uppercut from Big Sed. Dodges a kick from Perkins. And oh, double clothesline there. Both men know what the other one was going to try attempt. Which way will this go? Perkins and Cedric. Both Cedric using the rope. and Perkins. <laughs> both using the rope to get to their feet. Oh, springboard forearm there from TJP. He looks to have the advantage thus far. Looking for the detonation kick. But Cedric with a backslide, looking for the lumbar check, but Perkins rolls through, catches oh. that leg again. Very slick from TJP. Well, that was a thing of beauty. And now Cedric, who's stuck in all sorts of trouble, the hole's really been on, so you've got to think the damage that's been done to it. He's going to tap. Oh, is he trying to turn it? He per does. Oh, roll oh. It. oh, manages to roll his way to the bottom rope. Well, how impressive TJP is there, making sure he gets the full extent of the count. Even if he does get told off by the referee. We need a winner in this. You know, there will be no shenanigans. It's been straight up so far. Oh, back elbow from Cedric, though. Oh, and a spinning heel kick there from TJP. Both men down to one knee. And I think Cedric's been not goofy. And Perkins has been knocked Pluto. <coughs> oh, Cedric trying again to strike Perkins. But TJP, one step ahead. Catches Perkins' leg. Hits him with a big forearm. Oh, kick to the arm for TJP. And then a kick to the head to follow up with. Detonation kick time. No, Cedric with a backslide. Oh! Lumbar check. Hits it. One, two, three. And he checks his way into the next round. He does, beating the first cruiserweight champion, TJ Perkins. Alexander wins. Dan, what do you think of the match? It was a bloody good match between the two. You, know, you can tell both men... Have worked together quite a bit in the past. You know, they're known ticks. <coughs> Roman P's in the shower sign gets held up, distracting me slightly. But yeah, brilliant match between these two. You know, I do really like the fact that they're getting time to tell their story. And yeah, you know, both men certainly put it all in tonight. Yeah, no, I think, again, I, I can't really add to anything you just said there. It's a fantastic match. Uh, again, second round starts off as strong as the first round ended so uh no it's really really good okay we see a promo from Mustafa Ali saying he's proved he could withstand brutality when he survived and beat Jack Gallagher last week his opponent next week Buddy Murphy's a bad dude but he won't break Ali well Murphy is interviewed leaving the building Ali proved he was tough last week but hasn't faced anyone like Buddy the Aussie respects him but he's waited for this a long time and he will hurt Mustafi to get his mania dream yeah, so that's what match we're going to have next week. But right now, it is main event. It's Kalisto, one of the favourites, going against Dan's pick in the Cruiserweight division, uh, in the Cruiserweight tournament, Roderick Strong. So, Dan, keys to victory. What's your man have to do if he wants to beat Kalisto? Now, um, I don't know, you know, uh, kind of avoid Kalisto's high-flying antics, keep him grounded and just, you know, work over him with his patented backbreakers. Well, I hope Kalisto can hit a Salida del Sol out of nowhere and uh, get me the <laughs> get satisfaction 
I'll put Roderick Strong away. Well, James, you can't get no satisfaction tonight. No. <laughs> well, Khalees Stolo has been impressive. Of course, former Cruiserweight champion in his own right. And he's here to look to go through to the uh, next round he beat. Of course, how can I forget Grand Metallic or Lynch Dorado last round? No, he beat Lynch Dorado. And there's Cedric Alexander looking on the course. He will face the winner of this. So you're pretty confident Strong's going to go through here? I am pretty confident. Not sure about how he's going to stand up against Big Sed, but, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we'll wait and see. Well, Kalisto there, great handstand. Hurricane Runners going for the cover. I mean, quicker than earlier. Weird did you say that? Because Roger Strong, even though he seems quite a bigger guy, he can uh, wrestle with the best of them. And I'm not saying he's not a great worker, just needs a little bit to little things to be worked on for him, doesn't he, you know? Uh, yeah. You think the Cruiserweight title can help him? I do, I do believe that, yeah. You know, he's he's come very close so far in NXT. I don't think there's much more he can do there, and he would get lost on the main roster, I think. So, you know, putting him here, I think it's going to be great for him. Yeah, and as he chops Kalisto, and Roger Strong has been impressive on 205. So, uh, Cedric Alexander's had to beat a former cruiserweight champion can Roderick Strong replicate that and beat another former cruiserweight champion punch his ticket to the next round well, this is the questions we hope to be answered here tonight Kalista Hurricane Roller Strong to the outside looking to go flying Ooh. oh suicide dive through the second rope and takes out Roddy nice drop kick for Kalisto there and now what's the crazy bastard doing he's on the barricade oh, oh looking for Hurricane Rana but gets caught by Roderick Strong oh, oh but still manages to <laughs> Hurricane Rana him into the barricade, but on a different side. <coughs> well, I thought that's going to end really badly for Kalisto. Managed to turn it around. Again, referee on the outside, rather than counting, but I suppose we do need uh, a, a winner in this one, don't we, to go through. Even though I'm sure we've had buys before in tournaments, haven't we? So, uh, And an update on the turnbuckle. It has been turned around. It's been turned around. Yes. There we go. Good lads. Oh, a bit like Kalisto just got turned round then. And he landed back first onto the announcer's table. Oh, my God. Strong. That was vicious. And delicious. Free chicken on him. I like the fact they are giving them a lot of time. We get to see the replays and enjoying it, aren't we? You know, Take it Most definitely. Them. Soaking it in. Soak it in. Drink it in, man. Both men back in the ring are strong. He's going to work on Kalisto. Well, he's got a much smaller competitor down now. He's uh, grounded him, so to speak. But strong you... can take uh, full control you of the smaller the man. Toughness. You know the toughness of Kalisto. You know what he's got inside, <laughs> inside Kalisto. What he can do. Can he pull him off tonight? Oh! As he picks Kalisto up and just drops him onto his knee in a thunderous backbreaker. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh, but Kalisto managing to kick out. Uh, that was strong. Sent Kalisto up between the top and second rope. Imagine if you would the uh, 10 beats to the Finn Balor, uh, but instead, Roderick Strong beating him in the back. Only twice, though. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> as many times. But Strong cannot put away Kalisto. Tries he might. What? Kalisto managing to plant Roddy Strong face first into the canvas with a Hurricane Rana. Oh, Strong has been beating down Kalisto in the majority of this match. And finally, finally, bit of separation. Can Kalisto take advantage of it? Oh, Kalisto, big boots to the face, Strong. Oh, step up, another kick to the face. Springboards his way in. Oh, a bit of a seated sent on then. 
Springboard corkscrew elbow. And Kalisto's on fire, baby. It's on fire, baby. And now drop kick. Carrerana. Plants him again. Face first into the mat. Goes for a cover. Oh, and Strong manages to kick out. Uh, oh, Salida del Sol. But oh. Roddy Strong had it scouted and hangs Kalisto up. And now Strong tried to build some momentum using the ropes. Oh, Ooh, comes in with a big elbow. Samoan drop. I thought that One, was a strong slam two. for the cover. Oh. But Kalisto managing to kick out. <laughs> Kalisto managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Raw D. Raw D. Raw D. got him up, but Kalisto turns it. Oh. Rolls through with a kick to the head. And now Kalisto oh, runs straight into another boot from Strong. Double Combination kick. kick from Roddy Strong. Double underhook, but Kalisto with a backslide rolls him up for a pin attempt. One, two, along oh, with a kick out. Uh-huh. That was a very impressive move there from Kalisto. Turning strong inside that, and then he broke his bloody neck. Kalisto now trying to take advice, but every time it looks like he's trying to get into this match, Strong cuts him off, and he does it yet again. Corner now, and Strong picking up Kalisto. Top rope chop. Places him on the, second, uh, on the top rope. <coughs> Kalisto's in a bit of a precarious position. Uh-oh, Strong. He's got Kalisto. Up on his shoulder, but Kalisto managing to slide down. Lands on the mat. Plants his legs on the outside. Strong now in a precarious position. Pushes Kalisto off. Ooh. Kalisto with a step up in Seguri. Kicks him in the head. He took, yeah, there's fingers in it. You go, oh, he's got the power advantage, but speed kills, doesn't it? You know? It as does we, indeed. As we've seen here, Kalisto just so quick. And now he's got Strong. Oh, here comes Kalisto. No, Strong's still fighting it. Both men now. Which way is he going to go? Oh, Strong's got him. No! Oh! Kalisto managing to turn it around. Plants Strong. Goes for the cover. One, One two, two three. Strong managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I think he might have dislocated his shoulder, though, Sess. Oh, oh, sorry to interrupt you there, but it looked like both men were thrown out of a moving plane. And now both looks like Strong's getting the advantage. Oh! But as you say that, Kalisto responds with a couple of big kicks. Try to lead it down so, but Strong caught him oh. with the knee to the face. Backbreaker into oh. a kind of a lumbar check. End of heartache. One, One two, two, three. And that is the end of Kalisto. It is. Strong puts away another, a former Cruiserweight champion to go through, but unfortunately for him, he has to face Cedric Alexander next. So it's the end of heartache against the lumbar check. It's going to be a very interesting matchup between these two. Yeah, it's going to be great. What do you think of this matchup, though, between Kalisto and Strong? I thought it was a bloody good match between the two, yeah. Um, you know, again, both men fought really hard, fought really well. Another match that could have gone either way. Don't Thanks. touch the belt, don't touch the belt. You know what they say about people that touch belts during the tournament, Dan? Yeah, very impressive from these two. Um, you know, it wasn't as technical as a couple of the other matches, like the uh, Cedric Alexander versus TJP match, but it was very hard-hitting affair, and, you know, both men pulled it out really really well. Yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoyed it. But next week, we have got... We've got Mark Andrews versus Drew Gulak next week. And then finally, Mustafa Ali versus my man, Buddy Murphy, in second round action. We cannot wait. Uh, so, we move on, and it is our last episode of 205 Live, episode 65, February 20th. No, it's not. I'm lying to you. 
Uh, <laughs> that's the previous results. We are in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you're announcing Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness. Our last episode of 205 Live, episode 67, March 6th, 2018. Well, we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and your announcers are Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness. Nigel and Vic talk about the two matches. Drew is asked about how he will combat Mark Andrews' style. As they will show what he's going to do in a PowerPoint presentation. But he's not opened Microsoft Office in weeks. Drew says that he's focused on becoming a cruiserweight champion and the man in the ring is trying to take his WrestleMania moment. So watch what he does. Yes, so it is our first match. Mark Andrews versus Drew Gulak. It's quarterfinals, so who will be the first man into the semifinals here tonight? Who are you backing in this one? Is it Mandrews or is it Gulak for you? As entertaining as I think Mandrews is a lot better performer in the ring. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. He's more exciting to watch, isn't he? He's that classic. When you think of a cruiserweight, Mark Andrews springs straight to your mind, doesn't he? You know? Indeed, yes. The way he can move. But Gulag is a great technical wrestler, and he's, he's gone more serious recently. Even the PowerPoint has been put on hold for the time being. Andrews arm drags Gulag. Looking for a second, but he's blocked by Drew. And then Andrews goes around the other side and arm drags him with his right arm instead. Oh, and gets caught with a huge forearm, does Andrews. Gulak wants to slow this down, work at his own pace. So who have we gone for in these tournaments? Do you want to refresh uh, the listeners' minds? We can indeed. We picked them. And we oh, I have gone for a man who is in quarterfinal action later tonight in the main event. It is the one and only Buddy Murphy. And Dan, who's your pick? I have gone for Roderick Strong. Mm. Gulak trying to keep down Manju's. Manju's got to pick the pace up. You've got a chance of winning this one. Gulak takes him from behind, though. Who uh, misses? Headlock takedown there by Mandrews. Controlling Gulak at the moment. He's out-wrestling him, as you will. And, and this is the great thing about 205 Live. As of late, it's been a nice, slow and steady build to each one of these matches. There's not been one match that really hasn't delivered in these uh, Cruiserweight tournament. And hopefully tonight, this is another one that picks up place as we go along. Oh, and Andrews responds with a slap to the face on Drew Gulak. Kick to the midsection. He wants Gulak to get more angry, and Andrews now. Oh, was he looking for a Spanish fly? But Gulak had that well scouted and flips him back onto his feet and catches him with a big elbow. Gulak now picking up Andrews. He's obviously got strength advantage. Oh, slams him over the top rope. Goes for the cover, but Andrews managing to kick out. Ah. Gulak's now regained control in this match. He's got um, Andrews in a hammerlock. Well, now get back to his feet. But Gulak's got his whole pressure, whole body on him. And like that takes him straight back down again. And now just trying to move the arm. And this is ex- Andrews is expending all of his energy here, just trying to get Gulak off him. When you've got top control like this, it's very difficult to combat. You've got to try and explode out of it, like Andrews is now. Oh, some big right hands to the midsection, but Gulak responds with a knife-edge chop to the chest. That's a good thing about like the, uh, the 205 Live division. It's no one's mismatched are yeah. they you know everyone's a similar I know like Gulak's slightly bigger but you know it's it's not much of a mismatch no it's it's a competitive division isn't it you could on any night any of the roster could be anybody else you know rather if you look at Raw and Smackdown you think well maybe not you know Strowman versus Curtis Axel whatever it is it's not that competitive but you could put anyone against Gulak here tonight you think, yeah you actually might have a chance now Andrews backs Gulak up in the corner with the forearms. Gulak cuts him off again. Andrews just finding it hard to breathe. But Andrews though managed to hit an insecurity on Gulak. He rocks Gulak. Oh, handspring. Gets caught in an electric chair. Gulak looked to do a sit-out powerbomb, but 
Mandrews turned it into a head scissors takedown or Hurricane Rana, as you will. Oh, Gulak out the ring, grabbing on the ape for not sure what just happened. Is Andrew's going to go flying? No, nope, Gulak doesn't give him a chance. Takes an eve him. Now Gulak staring at the announce table. Oh, Andrew's managed to block it with a kick. And now what's Andrew's got planned? Oh, jumps onto the announce table. A lovely moon, standing moonsault off of it. Takes out Gulak. And now Andrew's looking at the WrestleMania sign. He knows this is his chance. He's only been in the, on 205 Live recently. Gulak in, trying to capitalise now. You think this is the best place for Mandrews? I think it is. Like we said, the way he works and stuff, the British division obviously not working. Catches Gulak with a kick, flips back over. Oh, but Gulak catches him. Tries to reverse it, but he gets caught in a bulldog by Mark Andrews. Now Gulak in a corner. Oh, comes in with some double knees to the chest. Pulls Gulak out. Oh, rolls through. Standing coup de gras. But he's not finished yet. Standing Phoenix Splash. Yeah, absolutely wonderful there. Wonderful by <laughs> Andrews. Imagine to get that leap up. Gulak managing to kick out. Oh. Of course, Mark Andrews is from where you Gulak on his knees. Looking for the it kicks made famous by... The Miz, you're right about that. And Andrews, oh! Misses with the third attempt. Oh, gets taken down. Electric chair. Gulak rolls through with the cover. Oh. But Andrews managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two... That's neck strength from Gulak there, manager, to turn that bridge. Gulak is just such a great technician here. And I think we've forgotten about recently. We've laughed and we've joked about all of his antics. But when it comes down to in-ring, he can get the job done looking more aggressive now. There is no smirk on his face. Slapping Andrews across the face and sending him into the turnbuckle. And the knife edge chops. And Andrews seems to like that. Didn't appreciate the second one, though. Now the kicks from Gulak. Come on, Andrews. Time to fly. Oh, and Andrews fight back now. Working Gulak back into the corner. And the referee's got to pull him off. Well, I don't think he wants to go strike to strike with Drew Gulak because Gulak, being the bigger man, he will outstrike Andrews all day long. Well, at the moment, Andrews getting the best of this. Gulak is on the apron. Andrews is going to do something in a minute. Well, Gulak doesn't like people flying on his watch. Oh, and Gulak went flying after a nice hurricane runner. As Gulak was perched on the edge of the ring apron and Andrews was up on the second rope, he took, the, took his competitor down. Well, the referee checking on both men. The referee checking on both men. That was hard impact then. That's so dangerous. You don't see a lot of that now, do you, no, really? No, you don't, know, especially onto them wafer-thin mats. I mean, how thin are those mats They now? are mere millimetres thick. And what's Andrews going to do here? You can't win it on the outside. No, but he can certainly images, uh, damage his opponent. Oh! A beautiful moonsault there by Andrews. Catches Gulak. Throws him to the inside. <coughs> looking to finish him. And this would be an upset, but here comes Andrews. Gets turned into the DDT. Jumps on his back. Crucifix. Oh, slams him down. Oh! oh Gulak managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, Andrews now going to go up. Going to try and put Gulak away. He's just so excited to watch his manager as well. It's that WrestleMania sign in the background. Oh, and Gulak just grabs hold of Andrew's beard. But Andrew's trying to fight him off. Big forearm to the face. And now he's not happy about that. Here comes Andrews. Oh! Comes flying off but gets caught with a clothesline. Absolutely plants at Andrews. It was all or nothing and he got hit then. And now it's nothing. <laughs> Here comes Gulak. Gulak's got a crazy look in his eyes. Oh, short arm clothesline. Keeps hold of Andrew's arm, though. Just drags him about the ring. Second short arm clothesline. And now Gulak picking Andrew's up. 
Suplex time. Oh, oh Andrews catches it, reverses it into a stunner. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. And now is his chance. Go on, boyo. He's up the top. <laughs> if he can go up and hit that shooting star press. Here comes Andrews. Oh, oh. lands on Gulak's knees. And not Tony, by the way. No, former friends. Gulak beat Tony Nese in the last round. And now looking to put away Mark Andrews. He's got the dragon sleeper. Look at the hooks as well. Nowhere to go. Got his head wrenched back. Andrews taps out. Gulak refuses to relinquish the hold. Oh, come on. Put him to sleep. Come on, Gulak. Step too far now. You've won the match. Disqualify him, ref. Oh, my God. But Andrews there. Is Gulak sending a message to any uh, future opponents? I think he's sending a message to the entire Cruiserweight division. At the moment, the man, I think, favourite to win the Cruiserweight title is the new motivated and aggressive Drew Gulak. He does go through the semi-finals. Dan, what do you think of the match? I thought it was a very entertaining match. A match that could have gone either way, but you saw as the match progressed on, it was more likely to be Drew Gulak to get the victory than Mark Andrews. But again, Andrews pulled it out and a brilliant performance from him. He looks great in defeat. Yeah, it's the thing. And he plays that kind of uh, underdog really well as well because, like you said, he's slightly smaller than uh, Gulak. It really... It really he sells that well, and you kind of you feel sorry for him in, in the kind of great way that all, all good wrestlers do. I was really impressed with um, Andrews in that one, and Gulak again, another top performance and another match I think delivered. Well, Drake Maverick is in his office, and Tazawa and Itami are. Drake says he knows both are disappointed about being eliminated in the first rounds, and they are two of the best. Hideo is a legend around the world, and Tazawa is a former cruiserweight champion. Drake says he thinks they can bring the best out of each other. They shake hands and Tazawa tells Drake if he's wrong, he's fired. <laughs> he's doing a Vincent Mann thing he's recently. He's fired. We go to comments from Mustafa Ali. He says that Buddy Murphy congratulated him on his victory, but that is not the way it was in his eyes. He tells Buddy to look into his eyes. You want to call yourself the best kept secret? But Ali says he's the most dangerous man in the world and does not fight for himself. He fights for others. So we come on to match number two. 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 And it is Akira Tozawa and Hideo Itami versus Scott James and Namath Alexander. Yeah, and Tozawa start this match stars already with a strong forearms to uh, Nemeth's head. Oh! And a big knee. So it's a couple of local competitors. Yeah, basically. Versus uh, Scott James and Nemeth Alexander. Hey, Nice scent on there by Tozawa. And Itami and Tozawa teaming up here. I mean, is it a bit racist? <laughs> or is it sensible? A little from column A and a little from column B, I believe. Yeah. Um, what's this, like the Asian New Day? <laughs> well, it's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we have had rumours about uh, things happening. We'll get onto that after this episode. But may- maybe it's what they're looking at and thinking, yeah, Tommy at the moment needs that bit of character and that's what uh, Tazawa's got. Maybe they can uh, help each other out. As Tazawa's just slammed down Nemeth again this time. Don't get me wrong, you know, we know how good that uh, Hideo Tommy can be. We've seen him in NXT before, we know how great strikes are. This is Tazar with the elbow. <laughs> oh, both men come running in with a kick. Just completely rocking Namath. And he picks him up. Nice suplex down. Tommy wants the respect of the crowd. Does he deserve it? Uh, I think he does. In, he said respect's earned as well. So Tommy needs to start performing in there, picking up victories. And then you could say, yeah, all right. Now the fans deserve to cheer you. Well, stupidly, Scott James tags his way into this match. I don't know how much of a good idea that was. No. 
But no. after Alexander never had any offence, can Scott James do any different? Oh, Tommy with a big <clears throat> boot. Tommy with a big boot to the face. Looking to go up. Starting takedown. And this is not looking good for South Scotty boy. Combination. <laughs> Rock Scott back into the corner. Uh, Nemeth now trying to stop this. Tazawa's in. Oh. Takes him down. Boot to the face. Tazawa now teeing up Atami. And Atami thrown into James by Tazawa. Tazawa's going up top. He's got the tag in. And now he's going to. Oh. Big sent on. One, two, three. And there we go. Very impressive by the Orient Express. Uh, Dan, what did you think of that match? Um, it was just a squash match trying to give these two guys a bit of publicity and show them how good they are, really. Mm. Next week, Roderick Strong faces Cedric Alexander in a semi-final match. Yes, we see footage of Roderick Strong training at the Performance Centre. Alexander says one more match stands between him and WrestleMania. He's come close to being Cruiserweight champion but something goes wrong. This time, nothing is going to stop him and he will become Cruiserweight champion. Well, we see Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali get in the back and we go to a commercial. That's great. Uh, we are back and we see Buddy Murphy's way in and now he's down to 197 pounds. So this man is is lean, ripped, chiselled, jacked and ready to be involved in this Cruiserweight title tournament. He's my pick. He's my man. Is he going to go through to the semi-final? The best kept secret in WWE. Great shape as he powers Mustafa Ali back to the corner. I think he's quicker and stronger than Mustafa. Thank you, Nigel. <laughs> I do. I do. He's my pick man. He's my man. <clears throat> he's my pick man. No, I think he's a failed NXT wrestler. And he's going to fail in 205 Live. You talk about Roger Strong, aren't you? Uh, Buddy Murphy now sends Mustafa Ali to the corner. Buddy Murphy, of course, was successful in his time in NXT, former NXT Tag Team Champion. We're strong... Hmm. Buddy Murphy, look at that. Standing over Mustafa Ali. Saying, is that what you got? Collar and elbow tight, but Ali goes for the goal behind. And Murphy's too strong. Back suplex. Ali lands on his feet. Grabs Buddy Murphy, but Murphy's showing his agility to land on his feet as well. And now the power in the shoulder block. Sending Ali down, staring at him and saying, shh, shh. Ali working the arm. Buddy Murphy over. Now head scissors by Murphy. Gets Ali down. But Ali responded in kind. Yeah, but that's a nice nip up by Buddy Murphy. Catches Ali again. Now he's got the power to keep Ali where he is. Murphy's got rest of his own pace. Come on, Ali. He dispatched. You must have a victory tonight. He dispatched Davari with ease in the last round. Who hasn't? I mean, the only person who's got more losses than Davari is uh, your friend, the Scottish Supernova. Mm-hmm. No, I am done. <laughs> Here comes Ali. No, Murphy ready for him and cutting him off. He is one step ahead of Ali at this moment in time. Ali is just, you know, outmatched in this one. Ali there with a cheap shot. Drop kick to Murphy. I mean, come on, ref. And now Ali telling Buddy to be quiet. Oh, that's not fair. Both men face to face now. And Ali pointing at the mania sign saying that's what it's all about. Murphy folds Ali inside out with that clothesline. So he's shaking the hands, but Murphy one step ahead of Mustafa Ali now. <laughs> Ali working the arm. Money Murphy over. Now head scissors by Murphy. Gets Ali down. 
But Ali responded in kind. Yeah, but that's a nice nip up by Buddy Murphy. Catches Ali again. Now he's got the power to keep Ali where he is. Murphy's got rest of his own pace. Come on, Ali. He dispatched. You must have a victory tonight. He dispatched Davari with ease in the last round. Who hasn't? I mean, the only person who's got more losses than Davari is uh, your friend, the Scottish Supernova. Mm-hmm. No, I am done. <laughs> Here comes Ali. No, Murphy ready for him. And cutting him off. He is one step ahead of Ali at this moment in time. Ali is just, you know, outmatched in this one. It looks a bit like... What, my stuff for Ali? <laughs> <laughs> oh! Ali there with a cheap shot. Drop kick to Murphy. I mean, come on, ref. And now Ali telling Buddy to be quiet. Oh, that's not fair. Both men face-to-face now. And Ali pointing at the mania sign saying that's what it's all about. Murphy folds Ali inside out with that clothesline. So he's shaking the hands, but Murphy one step ahead of Mustafa Ali now. Put him away. Picks him up, powers him into the corner, throws him like a small child. Now all the kicks, sending Ali down. And this is impressive by Buddy Murphy. Go on, get disqualified. Ah. He's too clever for that. He'll do the extent of the count and break. He knows what he's doing. And now Buddy Murphy, big right hand to Ali, sending him back into the turnbuckle. Slapmare takedown. Kick to the back of Mustafa Ali. Slam, what year slam break? 98. Ali pushing Murphy off. <coughs> Murphy catches Lego Ali. Oh, big right hand. Gets taken up to that top rope. And my Buddy Murphy's got a plan for him. Just clubbing blows. Want to see the inverted 450, Ali? Ali fighting Murphy off. The headbutt knocks off Buddy Murphy. And then Murphy walks into a kick. Go on, Ali. Buddy Murphy won't be faced by this. Oh! That was just a normal 450, but it might have broke the arm of Buddy Murphy. That was straight onto Murphy's arm that was draped over the bottom rope. He's targeting the body part and he went for it. And Murphy there just pushing Ali away. He's got more strength in him. Well, has he got as much strength in one arm as Ali has in both, though? Oh, no. Ali rolled through, caught an armbar, but Murphy again pulling Ali away. Oh, but Ali catching him with a pop-up dropkick. Mustafa comes running in. Murphy moves. Ali slides down. Murphy comes charging in towards Ali, but hits the turnbuckle. Oh, and now Ali hangs up his left arm, uh, right. Murphy's left arm on a top rope. And it's all that bad arm. He went to block that kick then, caught the bad arm again. Oh. Comes through, plants him with a face buster. Yes. With Murphy managing to just kick out. Uh-huh. We see the cruiserweight title shining in the forefront. And these two men giving it a rule here. Who will be semi-finals? Murphy throwing Ali. Oh, looking for a tornado DDT, but gets caught by Murphy. Who attempts to power him up. Looking for a suplex. Obviously, he hasn't got to be just deposits Ali onto them wafer thin mats below on the outside. Is he going to go for a suicide dive? Oh, Murphy, don't. You're injured. No high risk. Oh! Manages to take out Ali. And now Murphy, if he can throw him back in, take advantage of this, going to the top. Murphy's been brilliant so far. Here he comes. Oh, double knees. One, two. Oh. Oh. Ali managing to kick out. Uh 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 
Murphy, so close yet so far. But fantastic. Look at this over the top. You've got to be impressed by Buddy Murphy in this one. And the knees thought it was job done. But Ali's shown his fighting spirit. Murphy now picks up Ali on his shoulders. Rolling sent on. Oh, no, Ali throws him into the turnbuckle. Takes him over. <laughs> oh, no, Ali. Reverse Hurricanrana. And now, oh! Plants him with a DDT. Goes for a cover. One, two. Yeah! Oh, somehow Murphy managed to kick out. Ah. Ali's got internal bleeding. Ali can't believe it. Murphy's so tough, like, even with a bad arm, possible broken left arm that he's got, he's fighting with everything in his body. Tonight, he is half man, half amazing. Murphy on his knees and Ali with the kicks. But you've got to wonder what Ali, you know, what's been taken out of Ali in this match. Murphy got no crit in him. I don't think either of these guys have. And that was nearly a knockout kick there. What can he do to put Murphy away? <laughs> oh, big right arm there from Ali. He's kind of taken his focus away from the dead left arm of Murphy. And he's just going for straight shots to the head. Oh, but Murphy's saying, bring it on. And showing his toughness. Blocks the right hand. Combination now by Murphy. Stop, stomp. Knee. Knocked. Kick to the head. Oh, goes for the kick. Oh, oh gets caught by Ali. Hits him with a spinning heel kick. Come on, Mustafa. Oh, Murphy responds with a huge kick to Ali. Picks him up. Now he's going to go for that pump handle, no, but he can't. He's got a bad arm. He goes to try and turn him into the pin. Gets him down. To, oh, but the Ali arm. to kick out, and he can't do a lot because of that arm. Uh. Pinning attempts from Ali. The arm hurt him. Oh, no! Yes! 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 Well, Mustafa Ali, do you know, Dan's happy not because of any victory of his own, but in defeat for my man, Buddy Murphy, who even though he lost, the way he lost there... I mean, he was fantastic here tonight. But he what? was he was great the way he got pinned for free. He was it was a he great was it was a great match, and I think Benny Murphy has got a huge future not only in Two Hundred Five Live but in WWE. Fair play to him, Dan. What do you think of the match? I thought it was a bloody good match. Yeah, I honestly thought Murphy was going to pull it out of the bag, but you know, after the injury to the arm and that, and Ali managed to capitalize and capitalize and capitalize on it, and Murphy couldn't come back into it either because no. of the arm so yeah it was a brilliant well told story uh, both men performed greatly it was a brilliant match yeah yeah really really good and I, I think Ali even though Murphy's my man I think the stuff for Ali with all this hard work he's been given in the cruiserweight division deserves a chance and he will go face Gulak next week in no next week <laughs> and he'll be fighting um, myself Ali will be fighting Drew Gulak in semi-final action as well so yeah, it's, it's, it's all good isn't it you know the 205 live uh, has been great this uh, this month, isn't it? These last three episodes that we've seen, the tournament continues to be strong. Uh, anything else about 205 Live at the moment? No, you know, it's, uh, it's doing really well and it's starting to pick up pace. I think, you know, these tournaments in 205 Live, they bring it to life and they give it some justice. Yeah, I completely agree with you. But as it weirdly looked like Gulak was looking at Arlie Lent, uh, that is it from 205 Live. We're just going to give you a quick update on the brackets, now we've got the semi-final line-up um, concluded. The next time we are with you, which will be the WNR 
review, uh, the WWE Network review for April. We'll do that April 6th, coming to you Friday night. We'll bring in the two semi-final, two semi-final matches. But who are the semi-finals and how did they get there, Dan? Um, well, <clears throat> I'm, well, I'll do my side. My side, we got Cedric Alexander and he's going against Roderick Strong. And to get to the semi-finals, Alexander beat TJP in the uh, quarters. Yeah. And then he beat Cedric Alexander, uh, then he beat Grand Metallic in the first round. And Roderick Strong, he beat Hideo Itami in the first round, beat Kalisto in the second round. And yeah, he goes on to face Alexander. Yeah, and over on the right-hand side, Mustafa Rally, who uh, just beaten my man, Buddy Murphy, in quarterfinal action, beat Gentleman Jack Gallagher. So he's beaten two of my favourites, basically. That was in first round action. Uh, and then, of course, Drew Gulak, who beat his friend Tony Round, and then basically tonight took apart Mark Andrews. He's a massive threat going against Mustafa Ali. And then, of course, the winner goes to WrestleMania to be crowned a new Cruiserweight champion. There's a level of excitement on 205 Live that we've not had in a little while, but I think it's all good. All right, now it's time for news. News! And Samantha Rotunda, the estranged wife of WWE star Bray Wyatt, has taken him to court, alleging he has refused to pay the agreed amount of child support and spousal support. The report is Rotunda filed for divorce from Wyatt, whose real name is Wyndham Rotunda, as part of their separation. Separation. Agreed on Wyatt paying £6,000 a month to Rotunda. $6,000. $6,000 a month to Rotunda. However, a judge amended the amount to $14,735 and White has yet to adhere to the new terms. So it's interesting. So Bray has to start paying those bills or he will be in trouble. Uh, Ronda Rousey's already helping WWE ticket sales, Dan. You see, we talked about how big an impact you would have and already it's happening. When you're planning for an event, there's always a possibility that you can have a number of walk-ups or people showing up for the event without a ticket with the intention of purchasing one. WWE thought they would they would get some walk-up ticket purchase for the Lewis Chamber and Raw, but it turns out they got way more than they expected. Well, the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports WWE has sold 8,000 tickets for Elimination Chamber a few weeks out, but ended up actually selling 11,000 for the event. This could be contributed to the fact that they were running a special deal on tickets, but it's still a nice bump in a few weeks. The next night on Raw initially had 8,500 tickets sold for the show, but they ended up selling around 10,000. This bump for Raw was contributed largely to Ronda Rousey's appearance on the show. Since WWE did announce she would be in Anaheim for the Raw until the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, this seems further to prove that she is still a huge draw. (coughs) So she is bringing in the casual fans, if you will. You know, Rousey at the arena, you want to come see it. Next story, and it's Paige with Paige News. Really, we haven't had we, you know, Paige featured heavily in our news stories recent times, and uh, this time it's about her getting a controversial new tattoo, and it might cause a problem with her employees because of the wording can cause a bit of a stir, bit of a stir. Uh, tattooist L Funk, amazing name by the way, inked the words "talk shit get bit," which isn't it isn't as iconic as "chat shit get banged." but still gets a point across onto Paige's hands. The size of placement of her tattoo means the chances of her being able to cover them before stepping into the ring are slim, unless she starts wrestling in gloves, which she has done in the past, to be fair. Or she could just wrap her hand in bandages. I'm clutching at straws now. Well, the WWE is famously strict when it comes to any swearing, so it looks like she might have some explaining to do tomorrow morning. Uh, Photos of the fresh ink were shared on Instagram. And as you can see, they are... 
I mean, the tattoo is quite big on her hands, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be very visual. Um, she recently, you know, like we say, back in December, she was taken out by a kick from Sasha Banks during a tag team match, resulting in her being carried off on a stretcher with a suspected neck injury. And like we said, she um, she will never return to the ring again, which is a shame. But she, she keeps being in the news. So, fair play to Paige for keeping it up. Yes, well, WWE isn't done building its 2018 Hall of Fame class. And two more names are expected to be added before WrestleMania weekend. According to sources, both Bam Bam Bigelow and Kid Rock will round off 2018's class. They'll join Bill Goldberg, Ivory, the Dudley Boys and Jeff Jarrett when WWE announces them at an unspecified date. The Hall of Fame induction ceremony will air on the Friday, April the 6th. Well, as one of the best big men in the history of the industry, Bam Bam Bigelow has long been deserving of this Hall of Fame moment. It's just a shame he won't be there to make a speech. Bigelow died in 2007 of a drug overdose. Some would eagerly tell you that Bam Bam should have been inducted years ago, and they may not be wrong. While Bigelow never held a W Championship for any kind, he was with the company during some of its formative years, serving stints in the late 80s and then again in the mid-90s. However, just because he may not have got much championship gold to his name, Bigelow is a patron saint of sorts for wrestling mercenaries. Bam Bam bounced from WWE to WCW, to ECW, during professional wrestling's most lucrative era. His size and remarkable athleticism, along with his patented tattooed skull, was one of the more impressive wrestlers of the time, and his cumulative contributions to the sport make him a Hall of Famer. Well, Kid Rock, on the other hand, has maintained a steady relationship with WWE, dating back to 2002, where he covered his easy top song for Stacey Keebler's entrance music. He went on to actually perform at WrestleMania 25, and... uh, authored WrestleMania 30's theme song. His music has already been attached to early WrestleMania 34 advertisements as well. Big Show's WWE contract officially expires. Big Show's 19-year run with WWE has officially come to an end today. The world's largest athlete confirmed in a March 2017 interview that his current deal with WWE expires in February 2018 and as yesterday, he was, was the last day of the reagent. Well, signing from WCW in 1999, show debuted at St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house and soon became a staple. For our often subjected to questionable booking and character direction, show leads the company as a four-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion and after scooping countless other accolades throughout his career, he's a surefire Hall of Fame inductee. Well, fans may not have seen the last of show, though. The former giant has been off television since undergoing hip surgery in September. Claimed he was planning on retiring at the end of his contract. He probably won't go out like this. A big retirement match and or a Legends deal are entirely possible. A show looks to be in great shape at the moment. It's telling too that WWE haven't confirmed his release. And after a close of two decades with the company, he deserves a chance to say goodbye. Yeah, and I think he most definitely does. And yeah, we will see the big show again. And now on to Sonny, because WWE Hall of Famer Sonny, whose real name is Tammy Sitch, was arrested on charges of contempt of court and being a fugitive from justice. According, uh, uh, authorities arrested Sitch on Tuesday and she's been held on a $2,500 bail. Pritchard reported uh, the reports of Sitch was wanted in Pennsylvania when police arrested her in New Jersey. Sitch left WWE in 1998 and had brief spells in ECW and WCW. She returned to WWE sporadically and competed in the 25 Diva Battle Royal at WrestleMania 25. She was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2011. 
Well, in recent years, Sitch has run into multiple legal problems. She was arrested three times over the space of three days in September 2012 for harassing her boyfriend. She was also arrested three times for driving under the influence in 2015, but avoided jail time after spending 97 days in a treatment facility. The 45-year-old was taken into custody, though, in September 2016 after violating the terms of her parole. Yeah, so not great for Sunny at the moment, but hey, she's always had a colourful career. So the WWE are planning on adding a new championship belt after WrestleMania 34 for the 205 Live brand. A report suggests there are plans to introduce a cruiserweight tag team division, which would be the first of its kind since WCW shut its doors in 2001. WWE are looking to introduce tag team titles to 205 Live after their flagship event in April. The report continues that there are no concrete plans in place, but designs for the new strat internally. Well, that would be the third of its kind on the WWE shows with tag team divisions both Raw and SmackDown. This edition would be welcome on a show that airs after SmackDown Live on Tuesdays on the WWE Network. I, I, I like the fact that I've talked about Cruiserweight Tag Team Division. I think it'd be a good idea, Dan. Yeah, um, no, I'm all for it. It's because there's only one title on 205, it gives uh, wrestlers opportunities to tag up with different style partners and trying to you know, go for the tag team titles as well as having uh, just the one, the one title on 205. Yeah, exactly. We've seen Lucha House Party recently teaming up and, of course, Hitami and Tazawa on the recent 205. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. WWE investigating Jonathan Coachman after sexual harassment allegations. Mm. Well, according to sources, W statement Tuesday that read, we take these matters very seriously and are investigating. Well, former ESPN anchor and legal analyst Adrian Lawrence filed a sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuit against ESPN on Sunday. Coachman is among those named in the suit. Yes, well, Lawrence alleged that Coachman offered her mentorship before attempting to turn the relationship between them. She said she didn't hear from Coachman again after she told him she had a boyfriend and added that colleagues told her Coachman had sexually harassed other female employees at ESPN as well. Well, Coachman responded to these allegations via a series of posts on his Twitter account. I will address this only once because I am seething today. In 21 years of being a professional, I have never been more offended in my life. I, my nine years, I can count on one hand the amount of times I interacted with anyone other than a co-anchor. Tell someone to spread vicious lies and flat-out fabrications is not okay. And it's time someone stood up for themselves. Jamili Hill addressed her lie last night. I am not part of this lawsuit because I have never done anything wrong. My reputation speaks for itself and anyone that has ever worked with me. We'll back that up. I also offended that someone can dangerously throw people's names into something for the clear attempt at getting headlines. This, the only time we'll address this because I'm not part of the heart goes out to anyone falsely accused of this. Yeah, 42-year-old coachman uh, was in WWE back in the time. He came back to WWE in... What, just early this year, didn't they? It's all happening again. So, Dan, what do you think of this? Do you think this is true or do you think it's another report? Um, well, the way Coachman has come out and hit this head on, I, I do believe that this is a, a false thing. Yeah, you know, he, may, he, may, he might have asked her out. Yeah. But then when she told her she had a boyfriend and he's, she didn't hear from like, him again. Yeah, what's wrong with that? It no. is like, you know, um, an offence. You know, people that are guilty of it, i.e. Enzo Amore. That's it, that's it. That's it. That's it. We're not saying coach did that. We're no, saying, no, we're it's not like saying. the other at the other end of yeah. the scale. We just you know, people get confused now. Obviously, you know, asking someone out and them saying no and 
you know, you're allowed to do that, but obviously, you know, ESPN have got their own problems with whatever's going on. So we move on, and here comes the money. Well, WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon was named to Forbes' annual list of billionaires on Tuesday. According to the magazine, McMahon has a net worth of $1.7 billion, which makes him the 1,394th wealthiest person in the world, along with several others. Yeah, another 1,393 of them, I suppose. <laughs> uh, the 72-year-old McMahon is back on the list for the second consecutive year after narrowly missing out in 2016. They reported in April 2016 that while McMahon just missed the billionaire cutoff for that list that was published two months prior, he managed to reach the threshold. It marked a major comeback. Major comeback. From a man whose net worth dropped by $350 million in May 2014 after WWE stock plummeted. Well, WWE reported a 2017 fourth quarter revenue of $211.6 million in February, which was a 9% increase compared to the fourth quarter of 2016. It also reported an overall 2017 revenue of $801 million, which was the highest in the company's history. Well, McMahon first became a billionaire after W stock went public in 99 and since returned to billionaire status in 2014, his wealth has steadily climbed. In addition to WWE, McMahon founded Alpha Entertainment in 2017. Under that, and McMahon announced the return of the XFL Football League in January with the playset to begin in 2020. And uh, more news, we've got some other announcements for the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018, and that is... Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, Hillbilly Jim is going to have to ditch his trademark overalls in favour of a tuxedo for one night. The popular superstar and self-proclaimed country boy is headed to the WWE Hall of Fame. He will join Goldberg, Ivory, the Dudley Boys and Jeff Jarrett as part of the 2018 Hall of Fame class. Uh, Jim and his fellow inductees will be enshrined April the 6th at the Smoothie King Centre in New Orleans during WrestleMania 34 weekend. The new stunned the 80s star... I didn't have that in my mind whatsoever. For a moment or two, I was not back on my heels. Basically, I was speechless. It was a whole lot for me to digest quickly. I don't know if he's talking about the Hall of Fame or his last meal. Next bit of news, the bar issue open challenge for Raw Tag Titles at WrestleMania. Well, after going through all the Raw Tag Teams, Sheamus and Cesaro issued an open challenge for the Raw Tag Team Titles at WrestleMania. Who will step up to the bar at WrestleMania 34? The greatest tag team on earth has no worthy opponents on the grandest stage of them all. This is an open invitation. Hashtag step up to the bar. After the tweet was sent, Bubba Ray replied saying, Psst! and adding a photo of the Dudley boys wearing their WWE, WCW and ECW tag team titles. Kurt Hawkins asked that rider if he's busy on that day, while Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks replied saying, we happen to have that day open. His brother Matt says he thinks Ring of Honor who they under contract with, with would let them do a one-time appearance. That would be very interesting. Yeah, well, last year the duo were booked in a faith, in a three-way ladder match that turned into a fatal foray with the surprise addition of Matt and Jeff Hardy. And could it happen this year because injuries and injury recoveries, Jeff Hardy is cleared by the doctors to return. Uh, we are watching WrestleMania unfold before our eyes. Jeff Hardy is healthy. According to sources, he was cleared by his surgeon to officially make his return to WWE action. All that's left is Hardy getting the okay from WWE and their medical staff. This comeback marked eight a point in Hardy's big comeback. Last week, we, we, began, uh, last week we learned Hardy began in-ring training, and we're not sure what that looks like. Maybe swanton bombs or flaming ladders but we take that as a positive sign.
Well, surgery to repair a torvatic cuff has kept Harley sidelined since October. However, his estimated recovery time was between six to nine months, and April marks month number seven. It certainly feels as if Jet will be back. Jeff will be back very soon, perhaps even before April 8th WrestleMania. His brother, Woken Matt Harley, just booked a final deletion with Bray Wyatt, and that may be the perfect place for Jeff to reappear. Well, like his eccentric brother, Jeff also has an alter ego that resides in the Woken universe, Brother Nero. Given that Hardy and WWE have the rights to all the Woken intellectual property, and rumours indicating WWE intend to use him as Nero, we can safely assume that Jeff will align with yet popular brother. He may be walking into a fruitful gig too. Matt has fought vehemently to build momentum for his Woken character and WWE rewarded him with an, <coughs> and WWE rewarded him with an Elimination Chamber victory over Bray Wyatt. For the near future, expect Matt and Bray to keep their odd rivalry alive, but when Jeff comes back, WWE will have to pivot. Yeah, so will we here be involved in the Royal Tag Team title match open challenge with Bray Wyatt and a feud? It's interesting, but more injury news and it's fish. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish suffered what appeared to be a knee injury at an NXT house show over the weekend. With the NXT takeover New Orleans just a month away, there's some concern over Fish's health and what it means for the NXT tag team division. Now, Dan, you've got to be devastated by this news, haven't you? Oh, it's such a shame. <laughs> well, Fish blew out his knee and it's highly unlikely... Fish. And it's highly unlikely he wrestles on Wednesday at the next slate of NXT tapings. Well, if the injury's bad as it seemed, and NXT will likely have two options. Crown the winner of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic as champs, or have the winners battle Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, only two healthy members on this beauty era, for the belts. Well, Scott Hall and the family of David Boyd Smith are feuding on social media. Well, from the most random Twitter feud ever department, it began with Scott all commenting on a post about the tag team of the British Bulldog and Lex Luger, collectively known as the Allied Powers in the 90s. The tweet read, Lex Luger and Davey Boy Smith were everyone a kid from the 90s wanted as a tag team. Seems like an innocent thought about a team that was together for only two pay-per-views in 95, but then Hall cracked with his own comment since deleted that Smith and Luger were just failed single wrestlers. Even by the standards of social media in 2018, this felt like a totally random remark by Hall. Before Hall could delete his comment, the daughter and the wife of David Roy Smith, Georgia Smith and Diane Hart Smith, respect quick to pull put Hart in check. This is what Georgia Smith said. Fuck you, Scott Hall. My dad was not a failed man in any way. Don't have the fondest memories of you as a child and haven't seen much recently that makes me think you've changed. Three of your five best matches involved my family and you didn't win one of them and diana hartput well said <laughs> georgia smith and i say scott hall overrates himself he's a jealous bit of hated taking bumps never went off his seat feet and was lucky he got anywhere in wrestling with his limited mentality and technical ability but no limit to all of his fears aka weak well this is this isn't how anyone ever wanted a potential razor ramon versus british bulldog feud to go Smith and Hall actually teamed up at the 1994 Survivor Series and saw their five-man team, the bad guys, defeat the Teamsters in an elimination tag match. Well, hopefully cooler heads will prevail from everyone. When it's all said and done, maybe someone will even stick up for Lex Luger's single career as well. Well, that's another one for the bad guy. Well, Brock Lesnar's latest WWE match goes over a full minute. Uh, WWE is in the midst of telling the story that Brock Lesnar doesn't care about the company, nor the fans, nor professional wrestling on the whole. 
It's probably true to some manipulation is quite clearly an attempt at getting over his opponent at WrestleMania 34, Roman Reigns. Well, it's been working. Fans in Chicago were not happy when he beat Kane in a 35-second match at the last house show he worked. He was back at it last night in Minnesota working a match against Intercontinental Champion The Miz. We we were like, well, we saw clips live on the scene. According to him, WWE did a bit of trolling with Lesnar's entrance. Well, when his music hit, waited a minute before he walked out for the match, just long enough to make fans wonder. Then again, this was after Miz cut a promo on the town working hill, and this is Minnesota after all. So Lesnar certainly wasn't treated too poorly. He even gave them more than 35 seconds this time. And if you've seen the clip, there's a total of six German suplexes, three F5s, and just one minute and 19 seconds of work for the Universal Champion. And now we're on to departure. Uh, I've never liked doing departures, but unfortunately, NXT star, NXT wrestler Abby Leif has been released from her contract. The former, <coughs> the former May Young Classic competitor and NXT wrestler Abby Leif has been released, which was on March 8th. Leif was signed by the WWE in January 2017 after a successful five-year stint on the indie circuit. Yeah, in her time, the NXT 27-year-old Leif mostly completed in tag matches and battle royals. Part of the May Young Classic, Leif picked up wins in the first and second rounds before bowing out to Mercedes Martinez in the quarterfinals. As of last night, Leif was still po- posting on social media promoting NXT. Maybe no one's told her yet. And another NXT talent has been released, uh, along with Abby Leif, Sage Beckett has been released from the NXT, her NXT contract. And one more name can now be added to that list as well. Well, one more name that can now be added to that list, as a new report <laughs> from uh, our sources, is that Gu Guangming has also been released, who's among seven competitors that recruited from China in 2016. Well, according to the report, Gu Guangming started appearing at NXT Live events last year under the name Ming, as an enforcer for Connerys. However... But he never appeared on WWE programming. Well, prior to his time in WWE, Guang Ming competed in amateur boxing at the super heavyweight division. He represented China at the 2013 AIBA World Boxing Championships and at the 2014 Asian Games. It's my favourite time of the month. So, uh, when does NXT update start? Now! Right, before we get on to the show, we just want to talk about the Velveteen Dream quickly because this may or may not be connected to a wrestling storyline or not, but very interesting comments from the young man. Well, as previously reported, NXT superstar the Velveteen Dream took to Twitter and called out indie wrestlers who come to NXT to take up spots while pretending to be actual talent. In an update, WWE picked up on Dream's tweet and tried to play it off as part of a storyline. Uh, so here's the tweet. The Velvety Dream calls out indie guys in heated social media posts. Over the last few years, WNXT has become a destination for independent talent looking to hone their craft. Cassie Sono, Samara Joe, Apollo and the Unsputed Era are among those 
body of work who led them to make the leap to Full Sail University. At least one homegrown talent, however, isn't impressed with the influx. Inarguably, one of the Yellow Brand's fastest rising stars, the Velveteen Dream, took to social media to say how he really feels about the indie guys, who, in his mind, detract from the real superstars that are worthy of the spotlight. Dream, who loves to speak in riddles, did not, of course, name their competitors, who has so ruffled his bow of feathers as to rile Tyler Bates seems a solid bet given their recent animosity. But given the quality of Dream's in-ring performances thus far, it's fair to say that his words are worthy of NXT Locker Room's attention and his actions. Well, Dream wasn't happy about WWE's attempt to cover up his grievances and posted the following on Twitter. Less than 24 hours after airing my grievances publicly and they find a way to cover it up via an article. That was slick, brush things under the rug, right? Wrong. Entertainment, entertainer empowerment, that's what I'm fighting for. Where's my merch? Where's my main event? Why was I left off the USA Network special? Grace yourself for article number two. Shake my head. I hate independent wrestling. Like I said, it was talking about Tyler Bate, maybe Ricochet saying it because he's there, maybe that will be Ricochet's first feud. But the, what, what he's saying right now, though, I mean, I can get behind Velveteen Dream because there's an edge, isn't there? You know, he's going to get the system. No one's speaking out. And if he's speaking out rightly or wrongly, at least he's doing it. Do you know what I mean? Indeed, yes. All right. So let's move on to the first episode of NXT, February 21st, episode 436. We start with video on CN's rise to the NXT Championship. Johnny Gagano putting his career on the line for a title shot. A graphic for tonight's main event and then Resistance. Well, Mario Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness and Percy Jackson slash Watson welcome us to Atlanta's centre stage and inform us we will get a special announcement from general manager William Regal on this episode. But up next, we've got our first match and it's Velveteen Dream versus No Way Jose. Yeah, I mean, fans were excited for the fiesta, but this is a pro VD crowd. This goes, I mean, <coughs> No Way Jose. Well, fans... They like the venereal disease. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, Dan. He is like an STI because he spreads around the whole arena. Thank you very much. Yes. And look at him work there. But he gets planted by No Way Jose, who's certainly not dancing at the moment. Uh, we haven't seen No Way Jose for a little bit, have we? He's come back. Is there still hope for him in NXT, Dan? Who? Uh, no Way Jose? Yeah. Well, we was impressed when he turned it up a notch and became a bit more serious. Yeah. But, you know, since then, he's kind of been lost in the fold. And this is the problem, isn't it? In NXT, you kind of get, not forgotten about, but other talent comes in, putting the back burn. I think that's what Velveteen Dream, especially with those comments, is a little bit worried about, you know, being forgotten, not being used correctly. So I think it's, uh, he wants to put in a shift now. He wants to prove that in in ring, he he's as good as these so-called independent guys. He wants his spot on the card. And uh, I think this match is, I think Velveteen Dream's going up. I think Noah Jose's coming down a little bit in the NXT. If we do like the ranking size so bit, that'd be oh, fair yeah. to say, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know? Noah Jose has taken control on the outside as we go to our first Alexa Bliss break. Oh hell's yeah! And Dream there comes back in the ring with a kick to Noah Jose. Oh, swinging net breaker follows it up, hangs him up on that top rope. Dream going up. Dream looking to come down. Oh, Ooh. but he comes down onto Noah Jose's feet, who rolls him up for a pinfall. But Dream managing to kick out. Uh, I think that's uh, Noah Jose's best chance, even though he's a bigger man than this. It's kind of a surprise victory. I think Dream, like we talked about, is a, is a man on a mission now to prove that he belongs up there. People, he wants people to know his name. Saying that, though, he just got thrown across the ring. And Jose follows it up with a couple of brutal palm strikes to the midsection. Again, a bit aggressive to the scream there, like kind of primal. Throws him again off the <laughs> ring. 
from corner to corner. Oh, there we go. Dreams backed up. Punches as well. Oh, oh fucking Turns hell. him inside out this time. Throws him upside down against the turnbuckle. And Jose's not playing about tonight. He's winding up. Pop up. Right hand. Oh. Velveteen Dream turns it into a pop-up drop kick, though. That was lovely by the Dream. Can he take advantage of it? It's the rolling Death Valley driver. Now going to go up for maybe the Purple Rainmaker. Oh. Hits the big elbow. Turns Jose over. One, two, three. Oh, my God. And uh, with a little bit of ease there, I, feel, I think Velveteen Dream gets the win. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Uh, yeah, it looks relatively easy for Velveteen Dream. I don't, I'm not sure kind of what direction he's looking to go in now, though. Well, let's see what he... Well, saying that, Dream grabs the mic as the crowd chants his name. He proclaims himself male competitor, overall competitor, and match of the year. No, we've got no one cares about Oscar, Alistair Black, or Tyler Bate, since his name is on the tip of everyone's tongue tonight. And if you can't... VD doesn't have time for you. Uh, who could disagree with the Velveteen Dream? He's going places here in NXT. Selena Vega gives Almas a pep talk while he admires himself in a gold-framed mirror and the title belt, which he which he it. beat Drew McIntyre for with relative ease. He did beat him with fucking relative. You're a liar. You're a liar and gal. Get, Come on. get the fuck with ease at all. Drew McIntyre was injured in that match. CN cheated because Selena Vega got involved. Go back and watch it, boys and girls. Don't listen to Dan. Don't go into his car. Well, either. the 311 boy has the title. Drew McIntyre does not. No. It's a bit like Bobby Roode has the United <coughs> States title. Randy Orton does not. Okay, right. Well, Regal is backstage to inform us that Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic, baby, starts in two weeks. The winner will not only win the cup named after the Godfather of NXT, but they get a tag team title shot at TakeOver New Orleans. Ronaldo teases Authors of Pain, TM61, Street Profits and Heavy Machinery as entrants and possible winners. Right, so let's have a look then. Much like 205 Live, we have got the Dusty Classic. We'll pick a winner. Bonus point on the line. We have got eight teams in this one and the left-hand side of the, the bracket. First match, Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery. The second match is TM61 versus Authors of Pain. On the other side, Sabatelli and Moss. Versus Sanity. And then we've got Only Lorkin and Danny Birch going against Mustache Mountain. Well, I've got my heart and my uh, my head and my heart in this one. This is going to be difficult to pick. So, Dad, do you want to write your choice down and then I'll say mine out loud, basically? All right, so you've written your pick down. I've said I'm going to say mine. I have gone for... I'm going to go head, not heart, need points. I'm going to go Sanity. Sanity. Fuck sake! I need the points as well. I was so close going Mustache Mountain. Alright, so we've both gone Sanity on that one. Uh, so let's continue the action. Right, here we go. Next match. Favourites here on the WNR podcast. It is Nikki Very Cross going against Vanessa Bourne. And we see Nikki coming out here. Part of Sanity. Our pick for the Dusty Rose Classic. Nikki fucking furious. Look at her throwing the jacket down. She's ready for some action. Nikki Cross, jack it off. Ready, and go get her. Go on, that's it. I think Vanessa Bourne is going to be in serious trouble in this match. You know, and I talk about Shania Basler being the toughest woman in NXT right now. Nikki Cross will give anyone a run for their money. The only one who ever came close to defeating Oscar 
you got to think, surely... Don't call me Shirley. She's going to have an NXT Women's title opportunity in the future if she's not up in the main roster. Because Vanessa Bourne we saw in the May Young Classic. Oh! <laughs> and Nikki Cross straight out of the blocks, hitting poor Vanessa Bourne with some right arms, and then she's just stomping on her in the corner. She's stomping the Mad Old James, and she's walking it dry. She is. And Nikki Cross one of my favourites to watch because she is just all energy every time. But Bourne managing to reverse that. Throws Cross into the ropes, but she comes back just as fast and jumps on her back, and she's uh, kind of just putting all her weight onto Vanessa Bourne. And Bourne is fading, though, managing to snap Mayor Nikki Cross off. We see Nikki like the punishment she just took. Oh. Gets planted by Vanessa Bourne, though. Rolls her up one, two, but Cross with the kick out. Uh, <coughs> now another pin for Vanessa, but only a one there. One. But it seems Nikki Cross, like I said, does enjoy it. She likes to fight. She doesn't want to just, you know, be squashed all the time. She's saying, come on, bring it. Bring the kicks. And that's what Vanessa Bourne's doing. But Vanessa Bourne certainly getting more offense than I thought she would have in this match. And she's choking Nikki Cross out of the second rope. Now Vanessa Bourne suplex attempt. Snap suplex rolls through right on top for the cover. Oh, but Cross managing to kick out. Ah. And now Bourne again. Trying to go for the submission. Running cross body. And just bounce head off the mat. I was charging in with some big forearms. Just running right through Vanessa Bourne, who's a lot taller than her. She is, but I think now it's the wrong time for Vanessa Bourne. Should have taken advantage when she had the chance. Gets squashed in the corner from Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross now all the way on the top. Oh, flying cross body. Oh, but I think Vanessa Bourne there managed to push her off. But Nikki Cross now is going to go for it, is she? The purge. Oh, hits it. One, two, three. You've got to love Nikki Cross. Put Vanessa Bourne away. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, you know, Nikki Cross, She's uh, she seems to have stepped it up again now that, you know, she. I think she needs to. She wasn't taken as much of a threat recently. had much ring action. So, you know, she's kind of... Slip down the rankings, obviously, with Shania Basler and uh, Kari Sane, as well as uh, Ember Moon being there as well. You know, she's kind of fallen down <coughs> slightly, but, you know, she's uh, making her way back up into there, and it won't be long before she's in the title picture again. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, the announced team remind us about last week's segment with Black and Killian Dane, and then roll the highlights of it. And we said, Dane, uh, Black wants an NXT title opportunity, but... Killing Day standing in his way. Well, Gagano paces on a ramp backstage as Candice LeRae tries to help him remain calm. Well, a tweet from Shane Thorne, Ari, the Dusty Classic is shown. He vows that the mighty will win the tourney this time. <clears throat> and then we get a recap of the end of last week's women's title match. Leads to announcement that Kari Sane will face Shania Baszler next week. Whoa. But now, <laughs> it's main event time. Well, if we thought Baszler is big... This is NXT title versus Gagano's NXT career. We are seeing a rematch of the five-star classic, Dan, that we got to take over. What a treat this is going to be. It's our first NXT episode on this update, and already it's huge. So, keys to victory. If Gagano wants to keep, wants to stay in NXT and become champion, what's he have to do here tonight? Um, he has to put out the pure underdogness that Johnny Gagano does. He, he doesn't need to get distracted by um, 
What's her trout? <laughs> ringside. Zelina Vega ringside. You know, he needs to focus on the match. He pulled out a five-star match and he came up just short. And he, you know, he he needs to do what Drew McIntyre couldn't and actually pin the three eleven boy for free. Yeah, well, I think the X fact is actually Candice LeRae at ringside now, kind of negating the fact Selena Vega may get involved. You know, so that kind of even playing field, one on one situation. Situation. You know, I think CN is beatable. It's that Vega factor that's come and stopped it, isn't it? You know. It has indeed, yes, but you know, my money's on the three eleven boy kicking Gagano out of. NXT. Really? I, I don't know. I can't see Gagano's been so popular. I think now is his chance. I went from at Takeover when I thought he was going to do it, and now with his career on the line, it, surely. Don't call me Shirley. He's got to get the job done, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I like you said, Dan, CN, credit to him, isn't it? What have you thought of his NXT title reign so far? I think it's been good. You know, he's only had really one defence, and that was in a five star match against Johnny Gagano. Yeah, I mean, this, this Gagano feud has turned into the main feature in NXT, and we we wonder after the McIntyre match for CN, and this Gagano's really kicked it into high gear, isn't it? There's so much emotion attached to it, you know, and you can tell that they're, they're great athletes, but they, they seriously don't like each other. As Gagano closed on CN to the outside, are we going to see Johnny Wrestling go a-flying? Oh, but Zelina Vega stands in front. Candice LeRae coming in, she's going to hit Johnny Gagano. No. no. <laughs> Suicide dive takes out Zelina Vega. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Here comes Gagano. Oh. Oh, comes flying off the ring apron, takes out CN. <laughs> Go on, Zelina, what are you going to do now? And the two women are fighting <laughs> up on the stage. And Candice LeRae now are going to beat the hell out of Zelina Vega. And of course, you like Candice LeRae, Dan, don't you? I do indeed, yes. She was my pick in the May Young Classic. Well, she's just run off Zelina Vega here, so it's going to be a straight-up one-on-one. You, I, I mean, you're the favourite now. We might see a new NXT champion tonight. <clears throat> we might even see Tomato Chompa. Oh, fuck, I forgot about him. Well, of course, he was at TakeOver, wasn't he, after uh, Johnny Gagano's loss, hitting him with a crutch. But I don't know. I don't know if Chompa's got the guts to show up here tonight. But then again, if... Uh, Johnny Gagano does go what's going to happen between him and Chumper well exactly you would think they would face each other off the NXT title if Chumper was smart, smart help Gagano win and then go with the opportunity after that you know like Kevin Owens did with Sami Zayn it uh, makes more sense that way but hey I, I'm not in Chumper I don't want to be in the psycho killer's head uh, you know leave, leave Chumper alone at the moment we're focusing on Gagano and CN but CN in his own right like I said can put Gagano away how many times has he beaten him now? Like three or four times, isn't it? You know, yeah. so. Oh, and CN there with the armbar draped over the top rope. He's only got five seconds to do as much damage as he can, though. I think that's a job well done there for CN, injuring Gagano's left arm. It's going to be difficult getting a Gargano escape on, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe CN thinking in the future. These men must know each other so well now. Indeed, yes. <clears throat> well, CN at this moment in time, picking apart Johnny Gargano. He's been working on the arm working around the ring and finding ways, new ways to hurt Johnny Wrestling. You just see their vicious kind of uh, net breaker taking his time here tonight. He knows the condition of... CN's condition is incredible. And he's really turned it up recently. I can't remember the last match, the last bad match he had. Even when he was doing like the kind of opening couple of matches of TakeOver and losing, for me, there were still good matches, you know? So all credit to him. It's good that there's a success story, you know, that no one really saw coming. I'd like to have seen him win the Royal Rumble, though. 
But again, a fantastic performance in a like, half yeah. hour spent in the Royal Rumble, you know? That's the 311 boys for you. We go half hour. Yeah. It's just a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a shame we got eliminated by some cunt, isn't it? Oh, fucking Randy Orton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it takes a great legend and a man to beat and eliminate a, another great legend yeah. and a 311 boy. Yeah, good one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and finally, after about five minutes of CN being on top, Gagana managed to roll through and hit a kick back in CN up now. First bit of offense, but CN again, good to it. First in the Irish whip. Straight into the big boot load. Gagano, second rope. Hurricane runner. Uh, Gagano's got to got pull everything out tonight. It is all or nothing here. Winner, take all. And oh, Gagano speaking out CN. So it coming. Spear by Johnny. One. So, oh, CN managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And now Gagano's finally in control of this one, but can he put CN away or can he just do damage working with the forearms? And the left's causing trouble, but he's going to breathe through. Tries to strike, but CN responds himself. And now we're basically in a yay nay position. Nice by Gagano, though. Kicking CN low. Went in for the super kick, but CN rolled him through. Picks him up. Oh, oh plants him in the corner. Cien's down and he's, uh, um, sorry, Johnny Gagano's down. Cien comes charging in towards him, double knees. This is it. One, One two. two. Oh. But somehow, Gagano's shoulder up at two. Two. And Cien's already asking questions, saying, what, what? What? I gave him the best shot. What? Cien's going to go for the hamlock DDT, but Gagano knows this, pushing him into the turnbuckle. Gagano knows this. Oh, and Gagano knows that hurts then as he just got sent into the ring post shoulder first. The injured shoulder. Cien knew all about that. Now they're both on the apron. Oh, no. Cien comes charging in, but Johnny up to his feet and delivers a super kick, knocking Cien for six. And now Gagano looking at the crowd behind you. Don't worry about that. We're behind you. So I'm not. Forearm by CN. You're just a negative Nelly, Dan. You don't believe in dreams and aspirations, do you? Well, but what about CN's dream? What about the 311 boys' been dream? NXT champion. Remain 311 uh, champion. He's been NXT champion. Give Gagano a chance. And now he's trying with all his heart. Gagano, right. no chance. Oh, come on. you got a Got to get, what's, you got to love Johnny Wrestler. Look at it. Nice family life. He loves wrestling. Wants to put CN now away. This is dangerous. Trying to get CN up onto his shoulders, but a 311 boy managing to fight out. Gets himself back in the ring, but Gagano with oh. a slingshot through the ring, but he gets caught in that armbar. Uh-oh. The already injured arm now is in serious trouble. You would say Johnny Wrestler's right in the middle of the ring. And Johnny's getting... Smooth. Cien now on the arm. Cien's got him, and now he's trying to outstretch it even more. Trying to get up the head. Wrenching that arm back as far as he can. Gets rolled up. Two. Ooh. Oh. But Cien managing to break it and kick out. Ah, look, I thought it was going for, looked like Cien was going to go for the Gagar. No escape. Of course, Johnny Wrestling knows how to escape that. They're both trying to trade. So, Mitch, like, Johnny Wrestling was going to go for the unhooked DDT. And both men get each other in a small package. Now both men <laughs> trying to go for a clothesline as well. They know each other so well. Oh! And Gagano gets sent into that turnbuckle thanks to a hip lo- hip toss from Andrade. The Hispanic hip toss there, wasn't it, by CN? Oh, no. Knees to the back of the head as Johnny Gagano was on a... 
to... Oh! Somehow, Johnny Gagano managed to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And Sien is getting more and more frustrated. And I'll tell you what I like about uh, Gagano. He's kind of knocked out look. I think he's got one of the best looks. You know where he's like, you don't know where he is. No reward for most punishment taken in a match holder. No, look at that. No, he's got a far away look in his eyes as Sien looks to put him on the top rope. Straddles him up in that top turnbuckle. He's but, looking for his hammerlock DDT from up top. Well, this is what he beat Drew McIntyre with. So if he hits it on Gagano, it will be over. Johnny Gagano's Re- got his feet locked round the turnbuckle. It's all about scouting and respect, isn't he? Johnny Wrestling knows if he gets hit by that, it is over. And he's not only fighting for the title, but he's fighting for his career in NXT. Oh, but he just get hung up on that second rope. It is it, Dan. You're right. It is all or nothing here tonight for Gagano. And Cien now, <laughs> this is not a pretty predicament. This is a trio of woe that you don't want. Well, Gagano sliding through, pushes oh. Cien off, and he tumbles arse over elbow. <laughs> and lands on him wafer thin mats below. Here comes Gagano now. Oh, oh comes flying through the second <laughs> rope with a tornado DDT, plants Cien. Come on, Gagano, take advantage of it. Throws him back in the ring. You can do it. And he wants the end to get back to his feet. Here comes Gagano. Oh, oh plants him with another DDT as he comes over the top. One, One two. two. Oh. But the 311 boy manages to kick out. Ah. Well done, Almas. Oh. He almost won the match. <laughs> Wham, that DDT coming over the top rope. <laughs> plants the champion, but can't keep the shoulder down for free. Well, I, I don't think Gagano can beat Cien. I think it, I think you watch this match and you think to yourself, Cien has taken everything, everything that Gagano has to offer and still managed to not be beaten. Come on, Gagano, put Cien away. This is your last shot. This is your opportunity of a lifetime. And now both men on their knees. Making their way to a vertical base. Gagano getting the upper hand. Oh. oh, just it looks like one's getting the advantage. The other one strikes back. Cien with a chop. Gagano with a kick. Oh, but Cien manages to plant him down. Oh. Spinning elbow takes out the referee inadvertently. Oh, my God. We don't see ref bumps that. You, we don't see ref bumps usually. And now Gagano's got Cien. Middle Trying of the to unlock in the Gagano. Go on, get it in. Yes, he's got Cien. There's no Zelina Vega, but I thought you there's no referee. No, you said it, Dan. I thought you were fucking lying. You must be in contact with Jumper. <laughs> showing up again with that fucking crutch. And Tommaso Chumper's got his crutch out. You see, you, your black heart. You got no heart. Gagano's just crutched then and now CN. Got him hung up in a hammerlock DDT. Oh, plants him. Fucking hell. Referees the cover just right now. One, two, three, eleven. Oh, no. That's it. Three, eleven. How, how can you be happy about that? Because my boy has retained his title. But Johnny Gagano has just wrestled his last match in NXT. He had CM beaten. And if it wasn't for Chumper here, and what a horrible moment for Johnny Gagano. I don't know how you can be there smirking, Dan. 
I haven't got a cigarette in my gob, James. I've got a big smile on my face. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't believe this. This is unbelievable. CN is NXT champion. CN is 100. But to be fair, if it wasn't for Chumper, CN would have lost tonight, wouldn't he? <clears throat> we we would never know, James. I'm we would never know. I suppose we didn't get a tap out before the uh, you know no, I mean, yeah. referee recovered. Or something exactly. Like CN did not tap out. Um, I mean, unbelievable stuff there, like that. But what did you think of the match? I thought it was a bloody good match again. You know, the, uh, the Tommaso Ciampa side of things. He's uh, certainly looking like an evil man with his big beard. <laughs> but you know, it's kind of a uh, Johnny come close. It is, but what a great match, though. I mean, obviously not as good as their five-star encounter, but still a, a, a great one, I, I feel. The chemistry there is unbelievable between these two men. Uh, but, yeah, the match is great, but now let's let's see Johnny's last moments. And still reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated NXT champion of the world, Andrade Cien Almas. Okay, so the three eleven boy, three eleven boy. That's all done now. Let's let's say goodbye to Johnny Gagano. Na 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 na. Candice Ray. Na 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 na. Candice Ray coming out here. Hey hey hey. And she hugs. Goodbye. Thank you, Johnny. That is not only it for NXT. It is it for Johnny Gagano's NXT career. So we move on to our next episode of NXT, episode four three seven, February twenty eighth. And we get a recap of last Wednesday's main event with great production amplifying the heartbreak slash rage most of us felt, re the post-match angle. Yeah, that I felt that Dan didn't, yeah. Mario Ronaldo wished Johnny Gagano the best in his future endeavours and introduces Nigel McGuinness and Percy Watson. Nigel reveals Andre Cien Almas and Selena Vega will be addressing us later. But we come up to our first match, and that is the Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Bates. And the commentary plays up Dream's momentum and Bates' recent struggles before the people that tweet was directed towards Tyler Bates. But I think this is a great little matchup. Both of these athletes, so young, professional wrestlers even, 21 years old, you know, or 20, 21 years old. And uh, it speaks a lot, about, I think, about the future. And I like both of these guys. Dan, what are your thoughts? Who are you backing in this one? Um, I'm backing Tyler Bates. I do love the moustache mountain. And look at the way he gets out of that move there, reversing away. Of course, British strong style. Rolls he up. just out-wrestles Velveteen Dream. He is trying to roll him up. And Dream is frustrated as fuck as he rolls the outside, banging the apron, kicking the stairs in the announce table. And Tyler Bate just stands <laughs> in the middle of the ring. Cool, calm and collective. Of course, he'll be part of the uh, Dusty Classic, baby. Uh, with Alongside um, Trent Seven. Back after the break and Dream. Slowly taking over now. Snap there, trying to be in the ascendancy. Suplex. Oh, but Tyler Bate lands on his feet. Standing switch, but a switch reversed by the Velveteen Dream. Bounce up against the rope, Bate holds on. And, and the Dream slivers backwards across the ring. Exactly, look at the mannerisms of the Velveteen Dream. Always in character, that's what I like about him as well. Now Colin L will tie up, Bate gets the control. You would say Bate's probably the better technical wrestler. Velveteen Dream's probably the better showman. Yeah, without a doubt, back elbow there on Bate. Tyler Bate could learn from Velveteen Dream, you know, the kind of character development that we've seen. And they'll work in the back of Tyler Bate. Oh, Velveteen Dream with a backbreaker goes for the cover, but Tyler Bate managing to kick out. Oh. It's going to be tough to keep Bate down, former UK champion in his own right. Sure, he's uh, not been that lucky recently. 
but a victory over the Dream will propel him in NXT, and I think NXT will be a great proving ground for Tyler Bate, you know, Betlin, I think, the 205 Live, or even the main roster at this point in time, you know? Uh, most definitely, yeah. There's a lot of potential for this young man. Dream at the moment is gyrating. But again, you know, Tyler Bates only 19 years old, or is he yeah. 20 now? I think he's just turned 20, so still, there's so many years ahead of him, so much to learn and pick up. <coughs> and now Velveteen Dream rolls through into the submission. He goes to the second rope, big double axe smash to the back of Tyler Bate, going for the cover, but Tyler gets shoulder up at two. Two. Dream keeps holding the arm, though, so he manages to go back to some choose potential, especially the Velveteen Dream character. You know, you do so much of it, you know, you can imagine... If they do it right, you know, the next 10 years, even in the WWE main roster, it's a cancer that's going to work, isn't it? You know, it's going to rile up the crowd. Tian. This kind of flamboyant look about him. Trying to get everyone to say his name. Yeah. And, and the thing is, he's got a little bit of size in him. You know, he is not the size of uh, Tyler Bate or even like a Tyler Breeze that like they've had in NXT. He's uh, a little bit height, a little bit muscle that he can always gain. He's, he's, got... he's taller than the two Tylers. Exactly. <laughs> and he got kicked by the Bate. Tyler, uh-oh. As Tyler Bate drops the knee to the back of the head and hits him with an exploder. And Tyler Bate looks to finish him off with an airplane spin. Oh, but Dream stopping it mid-spin. Oh, but still dizzy. Now Tyler Bate's got to get his bearings. And now runs in. Oh, big boots in the face by Dream. Hey, does his patented bounce off. <laughs> Hits Velveteen Dream with a lovely lariat. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh, but the Dream managing to kick out. Uh, Tyler Bate can't believe it. What's he thinking now? Tyler driving 97, maybe. These two wrestlers are younger than Triple H combined. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, isn't it? Oh, he's trying it. And Dream backdropping Bate. He had that scouted. Velveteen Tyler Bate chance. And here comes the Dream now. Oh, looking for a kick to the midsection. Gets caught by Tyler Driver who lands an uppercut. Bounce off the ropes. Oh, gets planted with a brilliant spine buster. I mean, a lot better than Bobby Rhodes. Well, he's going for the cover, but Tyler Bate kicking out. Oh. And how dare you, sir? Talk about Mr. NXT. You really think I was going to let that comment pass then, did you? Hey, you, you did for a second there. How very dare you? The, ra- the man <coughs> who ran NXT last year hits the best spine buster in the business bar none. The dream, don't get me wrong, very impressive there. But couldn't put Tyler Bate away. And now Tyler Bate uppercuts the Velveteen Dream. You don't want to go toe-to-toe in an uppercut war with Tyler Bate. But credit to Velveteen Dream. We've seen two matches of him, of his already. And they've both been vastly different, haven't they? Oh, Both men clashing heads. Of course, last week, Noah Jose was a bigger man. And now Tyler Bate <laughs> trying to rob it out. Oh, and now Velveteen Dream trying to go up. Looking for the purple rainmaker. Oh. Tyler Bate had it scouted and hangs Velveteen Dream up on the top with a lovely drop kick. Well, the bait, the bait. <laughs> Tyler Bate now going up, but Velveteen Dream fight. Bait, oh. Velveteen Dream crutching Tyler on the top rope. And now here comes Velveteen Dream off the top. Purple rainmaker. Oh. Lands on his it. mark. One, two, three. Oh. And just like that, Tyler Bate lo- you, bleh, and just like that, Tyler Bate loses again. But I think great match. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, Tyler Bate, I think he looks great in defeat. I don't think it's going to hamper him too much. Yeah, you know, putting a brilliant performance. He's still got a bit of a way to go, but, you know, Tyler Bate's going to make his way back. Yes, Tyler Bate. Yeah. What's that, my love? What's that, my love? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Tyler Bate has got a lot of uh, 
He's got a big future ahead of him. I think the dream's future is now. Well, Paul Ellering yells down a dark stairwell. In the last Dusty Classic, Authors of Pain made their mark. This one is the path back to the titles and Undisputed Era. AOP lean over the rails and yell in their native languages. Renzar vows to mayhem. Akam says war is our peace. I love that on a t-shirt. The footage of Johnny Gagano signing his termination papers is shown. And why are some of the best stories in professional wrestling... Uh, why are some of the best stories in professional wrestling told through the lens of the last nine months for the former NXT wrestler Johnny Gagano have been nothing but cruel? It has his partner turning on him, beating him up, not winning tag team titles, the losing streak, finally a bit of redemption, and in the end losing not only the NXT title in the way he didn't take over, but again in the rematch thanks to Chumper. It is awful, but in another way, brilliant, isn't it? You know. But we can't look away, and any time the world of professional wrestling knocks down Gagano a few pegs, we are there to watch with one eye open. Last night on NXT, Gagano lost to current, undisputed, undefeated, unrelentless NXT champion Andrade Cien Almas on his fourth attempt, and now has to leave the promotion with his head hung low. Of course, Gagano's former friend, roommate and tag partner, Tommaso Ciampa, was there last night to cost Johnny Wrestling the match. And again, this morning, to rub his nose in it a little more. Well, the Blackheart said, I can't quite put my finger on that incredible last night. I mean, that is an absolutely, incredibly evil tweet from Ciampa, you know. And uh, like I said, he saw, Gagano has signed his termination agreement. And uh, it's, it's not fun to watch either. And he tweeted out, Circumstances aside, I'd like to thank William Regal for allowing me to fulfil my final WWE NXT obligations and say goodbye to the NXT fans at live events in a few cities that hold a special place in my heart. Let's make them special. Hashtag thank you NXT. And uh, James would like to wish Johnny Gagano the best of luck on his future endeavours and there's only one way to go from here, right? Yep. Well, up next, it is the leader of the Undisputed Era... It is Adam Cole versus Cesar Bononi. And the tag champs accompany Cole to the ring, making Dan sick. And right after the bell, the Panama City playboy asks for the mic. He knows who he's in the ring with and asks for a round of applause for the 2017 NXT Future Star of the Year. He says Bononi belongs in the Undisputed Era and offers him a shirt. And then throws him a shirt and then beats him down in stupid, ridiculous, twatty fashion. (laughs) And then puts two fingers up in the air saying... Adam Cole is a dick. I, I think you're a fan of Adam Cole, aren't you? Oh! bit like Benoni is. He just big-booted Adam Cole. He deserves it. <laughs> yeah, deserving era. Come into the ring to try and help Adam Cole. But this young big hoss says that Benoni might cause an upset here. Putting Adam Cole away. Do it. Oh! Puts him down. One, two. two. Oh, and the twat kicks out. Uh-huh, twat. Well, with... Enzo More not being around anymore. I need somewhere to focus my hatred and rage. And look at these two twats. Yeah. Get off the fucking ring apron. There's a match going on, you pair of dicks. Carl of Ireland, Bobby Fish with a distraction. Adam Cole with the super kick. There's nothing super about that. It's a dick kick. And now he's looking to put away Benoni. Oh, Fish and O'Reilly tag team champions waiting. The winner of the Dusty Classic. Here comes Adam Colo. Shining Wizard back of the head. Knocks out Benoni Cole, goes for the cover. One, two, three, and a leader looking impressive here tonight, Dan. Thoughts on the match? 
My thoughts are Adam Cole is a dick, Kyle O'Reilly is a dick, and Bobby Fish. Guess what, James? What? He's a dick. Oh, and they beat down Cesar Bononi after that. My God. Well, we get a video package of Carly Sane, a history with Shania Basler, and the Queen of Spades reign of terror. And Street Talk features the Prophets interviewing people about who will win the Dusty Classic, and everyone picks Street Prophets. But it's actually just Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins pretending to be other people. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, Mara, who runs down the tournament bracket, and we learn the Officer Payne versus TM61, which was the final of the Dusty Classic last time round, is next week. Yes, but up next, we've got Shania Basler versus the Pirate Princess, Kari Sane. Yes, two of our fa- well, one of my favourites in Basler, one of yours in Sane. This is a rematch of the May Young Classic final we're saying, I think, upset the odds, but there has been no one tougher, no one bad of an NXT as of late than Basler. Who sh- has lost to Kari Sane, who has lost yeah. to Ember Moon on two occasions. Yeah, lost two occasions, but uh, no, yeah. she didn't lose two occasions. Kari Sane interfered in the last women's title match, costing Basler it. This is why these two are going to have a match here. Basler, uh, Sane was lucky in the May Young Classic final, so this is what Basler's going to do. Go through Sane, put her down, and then face Ember Moon, and finally win the NXT Women's title. The same starting strong now with the forearms, but Basler just slapping her around. She's got the power in this one, shoulder barge her down. I do think we need a gender testing on Shania Basler, though. She is rather mannish. Well, she just catches Carby Sane. Just, you've got to be in the awe of her greatness here. And We've ba- gone from the undeserving era to Shania Blokesler. Basler is my pick. Was my pick in the May Young Classic. And she's my pick here as a future of the NXT Women's Division in NXT. Look at her wearing down Kari Sane. Oh, well, what's Sane have to do if she wants to win? Hit that pirate elbow. It, it, that is a dangerous move, isn't it? It is indeed. It's what put Shania Basler out before. And it's what could put her out again. Well, Sane drives Basler into turnbuckle. But Sane certainly got a speed advantage on Basler. Without doubt. She goes up top. Basler ducks. Sane lands on her feet. Oh, goes down low. Rolls her up one, two. Oh, but Basler managing to kick out. Ah. Oh, so you know, just that uh, Basler switches it around. Basler just lifts the leg. Sane's doing the damage herself then, really. Yeah, indeed. And now with the knees, the kind of vicious strikes. She's not protecting herself at all here, Kari Sane. Barrage of knees, knocking Sane across the ring. Two. Oh. But Kari managing to kick out. Ah. Well, Sane is tough, but Basler now looks like she's just about to get <laughs> into an actual ma- match. She doesn't look like she's been that bothered so far. We're back from the break and Basler has been in complete control, choking out Kari Sane. She picks up the much smaller competitor, throws her into the turnbuckle, follows up with a running knee. Sits Sane down. Kick to the back there. The insane elbow. Oh, Oh, look at Basler now. The kicks to Sane, not letting her go up. Not not letting Sane get up. You know, the difference in the main young classic, Sane was bringing it, bringing it, bringing it. Basler now seems to be a constant offence. Sane was having much better quality matches. Well, Basler goes vain, moves out of the way. And a double hand strikes across the chest. Kari Sane's certainly fighting back. Oh, look at Basler responds. Goes on a run. Oh, oh, but Kari Sane runs a different rope and manages to spear the much larger competitor. And that will buy her some time now to try and sort her injuries out. Kari Sane now, Pirate Princess, stomping away. Here Gonna she comes charging in. Oh! Smashes her elbow straight across the chest of Basler. Uh-oh. Now she's looking for the insane elbow. 
Big Ooh. right hand from the top instead. One, two. Oh. Basler only just managing to kick out. Uh, but she did, which is the main point only of just. a wrestling match. <laughs> so Basler's still in there. And Kobe saying, maybe a bit of trouble now. There you go. Basler stops it. Clubbing blows to the back. Oh, but Sane managing to fight out. A spinning back fist. Now she's looking to go up to drop that insane elbow. But she's looking to go to drop that insane <laughs> elbow. But can she get out there with that bad back? Oh. Well, Shania Basler was up there before Kari Sane could reach the top. Oh, a delayed vertical suplex. Oh, dropping her into that Kirifuga clutch. Fucking hell. That is classy, Dan. That is classy by Basler. And she makes Sane tap out. What a performance by the future NXT Women's Champion, Shania Basler. Dan, what are you going to say about that? No, it's an impressive performance by Basler, but she isn't the Women's Champion of NXT. Well, Kari Sane there, unfortunate to meet Basler. It's and Basler marches to the announce table, upset that Amber Moon called her a coward. She calls the champ out and says she'll either leave their rematch with the title or a limb. Well, the champ and his business associate, uh, the champ and his business associate are out to booze. Zelina Vega introduces Andrade Cien Almas as the greatest champion in NXT history, and I actually like to agree. Or as she likes to call him, Mr. 4 and O. Everyone thought Johnny Gagano was going to win. Even Johnny thought he would win. That's why he bought his family. But four times, a clean sweep. Gagano earned their respect while Almas earns money and fame. Unlike most women, she doesn't feed off her man's success. She created it. Well, Almas grabs the mic and says many of the same things in pretty bad English. The duo make their way out to the champ's music, but he's interrupted by Alistair Black. Oh, look who it is. CN thought he could get away. Thought all his title challenges were gone, but here comes Alistair Black. Well, your man Alistair Black is here, Dan. And my other man... Andrade Cien Almas. I'm going to be torn here when uh, <laughs> Alistair Black beats a 311 boy, but there's only one person that can beat him. Well, Black's got their microphone in hand. Let's see what he's got to say to Cien. So, what's Ali B got to say? And is that who I think it is? Sanity's music playing. Oh, and there's Killian Dane. Well, the beast of Belfast out here. Well, remember what Killian Dane said. Alistair Black's got to go through him to get to the NXT title. CM's watching these two men go at it. Dane and Black. And that's the Black winning it, doesn't he? Oh! That's a spinning heel kick. Hits a flying cross body on Ali B. Well, CN saying it's nothing to do with me. And Dane standing over Alistair Black. Well, there we go. That is it, NXT for this week. I mean, Dan, thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's certainly going to be a very interesting match. I mean, uh, so I'll take it it's going to be Black versus uh, Killian Dane, and then the winner gets a shot at CN's title. Yeah, I mean, unless it ends in uh, weird circumstances and all of a sudden, triple threat match at takeover, you know, with Killian Dane involved. But it's to overcome, isn't it, for Alistair Black? We shall, see, yeah. we shall see what happens with your man in the NXT title picture. So it is our last one. We've had three episodes of this on this and it is March 7th, and it's episode 438. Well, Maro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson welcome us into tonight's show and the preview of Alistair Black versus Killian Dane 
and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So our first match is All for the Pain versus TM61. And this should be a great way to get started, Dan. We talked about Dusty Classics. We both made picks. Who is your pick for the Dusty Classic? Sanity. Yes, and mine is Sanity as well. So we've cancelled each other out. But we talked about TM61 coming back from the injury, haven't they? Uh, haven't they? And uh, looking as strong as ever. And the Authors of Pain still being around NXT. Of course, the last Dusty Classics, the final, TM61 lost to Authors of Pain. So can they get revenge? Who are you backing in this one, Dan? Uh, I'm backing the AOP. Why? Because war is their peace. <laughs> Who are you backing then, Jimbo? You know, I've got to say TM61. I've got a, a great chance in this. You know, Shane Fawn and Nick Miller are two guys that I think need a victory. Authors of Pain have done everything they can in NXT as of now. They're just waiting for the right time to go up on the main roster. What, like an open challenge? Yeah, uh, do you know, Authors of Pain would be perfect for that. They really would. They'll powerbomb. Should we do a bonus point for bonus uh, open challenge? Well, we're we're waiting till WrestleMania <laughs> weekend. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll do a giant more about Raw one as well. And look at this. Oh, <laughs> we talk about who's going to have advantage. Tim Six One they keep flying around like this. Nick Miller and Shane Fawn. Very impressive here. Now Miller's going to raise our back in the ring. It's Miller time. Going for the cover. Oh, but only a one count. One. And poor Ellering there at ringside. I've not really seen much of Jessica Carr in an NXT ring. No, we've got to keep our eye out for Carr. We've got to keep our eye out for this match as well. Could end any moment. TM61 at the moment. TM61 right now in control. Trying to keep Razor down. No, trying to keep the calm down. A calm's more of a tattoo, isn't he? A calm before the storm. Yeah. Well, Razor takes himself in and he begins by uh, pummeling away at the head of uh, Miller. Who wants to be champion more? Well, I believe it is Roderick Strong. He deserves his moment at WrestleMania. How's Buddy Murphy going to do in the tournament, James? Fuck He's you. fucked up. Fuck you. Razor and Nick Miller in there. And we come back from the break. And the officer Payne just pummeling, still in control. Akam tags his way in. Razor picks up Miller. Ooh. Drops the knee onto the face of him. Two. Oh. But Miller manages to kick out. Ah, that's a bit of surprise. I think he could have reached for the ropes, but he wanted to show his uh, determination there. He is in the wrong part of town at this moment in time. And a calm just wearing down Nick Miller. Just slowing it down to the officer Payne's pace, even though they like, quick match. We've seen it before. Just submission. But he's that, got all that weight on his back as well. Nick Miller's in a lot of trouble. We don't know how fit the TM6, TM619 are you know, after those injuries. Well, you've told me you think they're quite fit. Uh, I, they look in great shape, Dan. You know, they have got a big package. You know, they're, they're great. I like the Mighty Dope Neil and TM61, probably not a great name, but shame. Would you Neil for the Mighty? I probably would, yes. Nick Miller, DDT. Plants a calms head into the mat. Can he get a tag into Shane Fawn? He's looking to get one, and Razor on the other side, desperate to get in. Here comes Shane Fawn, big forearm to Razor. Follows it up with a trivector of uppercuts. Razor looking for the clothesline attempt. That gets ducked, and Fawn hits one of his own. Ooh. Oh, a lovely drop kick rocks Razor down to one knee as he comes in with a big leg lariat. Well, Fawn hasn't slowed down once. He's on fire, baby. Oh. Ooh. You like your Aussies as well, don't you? I do. Cannonball and TM61 again. 
I don't know where uh, Iconic Jiraiya have gone. He fawn can't pick up Razor, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he's attempting it. Gives up after a little while, though, and goes back to the big forearms. Oh, and that rock Razor. Now he's going to try and do it. Oh, my God. Picks him up. <laughs> Blue Thunderbomb. Impressive cover. One, One two. two. Oh. Razor manages to kick out. Ah. Elving <clears throat> trying to get his troops back into this one. He just turned Fawn inside out with that big boot. Whoa. Tags in his brother. This could be it now. We're picking him up. Power bomb. Oh. oh. So power bomb into the net breaker. One, two. But Miller in to break up the count. I don't think that was wise. I think they should have just taken their loss and got <laughs> yeah. out of dodge as quickly as they could have done. But here comes Vazar picking up Miller. They're going to maybe... Oh, Samoan drop. Well, he's looking for Jules Samoan drops. Oh, my God. Shane Fawn picks up. Razor slams him down. Side suplex. Miller's going up top. Shooting oh. star press. Hits its mark. One. Two. Oh. Well, Nick Miller hit the moonsault, but I can't come in to stop him. Now Fawn trying to get rid of... Oh, Razor. Oh, my God, he's going to shot back bomb him out of the ring. Oh! Power bombs him onto the outside of the <laughs> ring apron. Oh and I don't think Sean's going to be getting up for a week. Uh, now Miller finds himself between uh, a karma and Razar. Oh! They've just folded Nick Miller up like an accordion. Tagged him in. Here we go. Is it final chapter? Boom! Takes down Miller. One, two, three. Wow. Good night, AOP. Wow. And a good night, TM61. Wow. Well, Edwin comes in and the authors of pain. They might have been there, done things in the NXT, but they're looking maybe as dominant and as dangerous as ever. Dan, what do you think of the match? Um, yeah, you know, TM61, they had a couple of chances to get into it. I thought they could have won it at one point then. But no, they bow out to the much bigger and more powerful AOP. Yeah, I mean, you got to bow down to the Authors of Pain there. Very, very impressive. I'm a bit shame about Team Six. I wonder if they've got anything else planned for them because uh, they got beaten very cleanly at the end there. But a great way to start the Dusty Classic. You know, tag teams in NXT is one of the, uh, the great things. But we do move on. Yes, uh, earlier today, William Regal talks Dusty Rhodes Classic and is asked who he thinks will win. He decides not to answer and heads off. Then Pete Dunne shows up and says the UK Championship is not going anywhere. Roderick Strong shows up to talk with Undisputed Era, come along and make fun of Strong about wanting one more big match after a loss. And Dunne tells Cole he hasn't won anything big since he's been here. A bit of a stare down that Regal breaks up. Well, backstage, Bianca Belair with the long hair gets ready for her match. Yes, uh, random basement. Eric Young and Alexander Wolfe say their chaos will continue in a Dusty Rhodes classic. Nikki Cross laughs a lot like a maniac. And Killian Dane says chaos will win tonight. Our next match is Bianca Belair versus Miss Drew Renee. Well, Belair with three vertical suplexes and a fallaway powerbomb. Pin and we're already done here. Oh, there we go. Uh, backstage, Chrissy St. Cloud talks with Lacey Evans, who says she's here to show others some class. She says Dakota Kai is another example of a classless woman. Next week, next week she'll test out Kai in the ring. 
<coughs> well, Shayna Baszler t- Evans bounces and she says she's been calling out the fighting champion Ember Moon but all she's received is silence from the champ about another match. Shania Ember Moon is running scared of the toughest woman in NXT, Shania Baszler. Well, we've both uh, voiced our disapproval about wrestlers getting chance after chance after chance after chance. And come on, Shayna, you've not really earned your way to... What? She t- took out Kami Sane last week in impressive fashion. And Ember Moon was lucky to escape with the title on two occasions. Two. Well, Heavy Machinery working out in a WWE Performance Center and says no team is ready for them in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Tucker was pulling Otis on a sled while he was lifting weights. Exactly. And Tommaso Chumper heads out to the ring to a chorus of booze. You suck, Chant breaks out, and he's not even to the ring yet. We want when he sucks, dueling chance. Chomper still hasn't said anything as he holds a crutch over his shoulder. He goes to talk, more booze, so he waits. Tries once again, gets some more booze from the crowd. Well, Chomper finally getting f- gets frustrated, throws the mic, and almost leaves. He sees a Gagano <coughs> sign, takes it from a fan, Holds it up, rips it, goes back to the ring and puts it down on the mat. He then bashes it with his crutch a few times before heading to the back with fans still booing. So, next week, on the W or on the W9 in April, it's Sanity, Eric Young and Alexander Wolf versus Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. That's in a Dusty Rose Classic tournament match. And also we got Street Profits versus Heavy Machinery in a tournament match. And then Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne next week in a UK title match. Pete Dunne versus Cole. I mean, Dan, you're hoping Dunne <laughs> can make Adam Cole look like Shania Baszler, aren't you? you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. That is a very interesting match next week. Uh, and next also, time. we have got Alistair Black versus Killian Dane. Yeah, well, that is now. That is our main event. The six-man ladder match will determine the champion. Don't ruin it. Uh, watch Alistair Black first. Have you, do you know that news? No. <laughs> let's, let's do it now, everyone. So the NXT is to debut a new North American Championship at TakeOver New oh, Orleans. I about the North American Championship. Yeah, at New Orleans. NXT will award a brand new title at TakeOver New Orleans on April 7th when it unveils the NXT Championship. W announced on Wednesday. A six-man ladder match will determine the champion with EC3, Ricochet, Adam Cole, Killian Day, Lars Sullivan... And Velveteen Dream competing. That I mean, that is incredible. That's like a that's like a SmackDown match. Someone's just sorted it out and just like, right, who is the six people I want to see? And let's not forget, EC3 is going to be Mister NXT. But I'll get onto that when I when we see him. Uh, the NXT North American Championship will be the fifth title belt in WWE's development. Join the NXT title, Women's Championship, Tag Team, and WWE UK title. Well, to some extent, creating a new championship is a testament to NXT's growth. WWE may see the North American Championship as the brand's version of the secondary title, such as the Intercontinental Championship on Raw and US Championship on SmackDown Live. Yeah, but at the same time, it's easy to envision the North American Championship slipping into irrelevance. That's largely happened with the secondary belts on Raw and SmackDown, despite the best efforts of the Miz to elevate the IC title. And that's what they're hoping to do when Randy Orton wins the US title. I mean, like, you know, it's gone downhill since... It's gone downhill so much when Randy Orton gets it, it will hit rock bottom. You're right, yeah. (laughs) And unlike Raw and SmackDown Live, NXT only has one hour of programming every week compared to three for for Raw and two for SmackDown. 
The participants in the ladder match at TakeOver New Orleans mean the North American Championship should enjoy a strong debut. That momentum will only carry so far, though. And WWE's recent handling of secondary championships doesn't provide an encouraging outlook. Yeah, but what a fucking match. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) I'm sorry, but what a fucking match that's going to be. Yes, uh, apart from Adam Cole, all them wrestlers look strong and great. Yeah, but just imagine like Lars Sullivan and Dane teaming up on Adam Cole through a ladder and EC3 and Ricochet's finally going to be there as well. Finally. I mean, it just gets big. It's going to be live. We are going to bring you the kickoff to the NXT TakeOver April 7th and then our first ever WrestleMania live as well. We cannot wait, but it is main event time now and it's Dan's man... Alistair Black versus Killian Dane. I just jumped! I jumped! I just jumped! That did make me jump. Dancing in Alistair Black's entrance. I was not expecting that. Well, it's not only fireworks make people jump; it's actually Dan singing. And if you want to hear Dan singing, don't forget to listen Wednesday to the sing-off Dan versus James. Well, Black is out here. Killian Dane stands in his way to face CM for the NXT title. Well, Alistair Black just sits in Killian Dane's way. <laughs> he sits where he wants. He sits where he wants. <coughs> and he's going to be sitting on the top of the NXT mountain. Well, can- he's been the most impressive member of Sanity. I mean, I know, well, I'm, you know, one might argue he's the Braun Strowman of the Wyatt family. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true. That is true. He's been impressive like that. We've seen a few stunts from him. Uh, at War Games, he really delivered well. And, you know, Drew McIntyre's had to go for him to come uh, to face for the NXT title. And now it looks like Alistair Black's having to do exactly the same thing. It makes sense, but Dane is a dangerous man. I mean, what's Black going to win this one, Dan? Um, well, not get drawn into Dane. He's got to avoid, obviously, his best offence and uh, just try and wear out the big man and hit him with a black mass kick out of nowhere. Well, a black mass kick is a, such a dangerous move, you know. Uh, we've seen it with Adam Cole, we've seen it with countless people. If black hits that, it is lights out, you know. Black ready for Dane? Oh, my God. Well, Dane was more <laughs> ready for black than black was ready for Dane. <laughs> Running drop kick sends black into the corner, goes for a cover, but only a two count. Two, and I think that's the way to put black down, is to, to straight from the off. Don't let him build. Like you're you saying to me, he gets stronger as the fight goes on. Well, don't make that happen. Cut him off straight away before he can actually make a comeback. I think Dane realising this now. Irish rip with force. Oh, Killian Dane comes charging in and just splashes Alistair Black. Oh. Throws him again with another Irish whip. Tries to follow up this time. Black dodges. <clears throat> Delivers a big kick to the chest of Dane. And now combination from Black. Oh, oh, lovely combination there. Takes the big man down. Well, the thing is, he might already have a broken rib from the attack early going. He's he's definitely feeling the side. Oh, and Alistair Black not waiting around for Dane to get back in the ring. Jumps over the top rope, springboards off the second and catches him with a lovely moonsault. Well, now Black's back in the ring. And Dane looks infuriated by that as we go to our first. Goes for our break. Oh, we're back and Black's trying to get an advantage, but Dane's stopping him. Oh! Comes running through like a locomotive steam engine and just drops Black down. Goes for a cover, but Black manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Killian Dane's in full control. Black's had a few offensive moves, but it's mainly been... Well, you've got to think if Dane can put Black away, he might be next in line 
for a title shot and he could be the second Irishman to be NXT champion as he's working in the corner. He's stomping a mud hole on black and walking it dry. And even Dane's gesticulating for the title belt. Dane hits the forearm. Catch him on the second rope working on the arm. Killian Dane working over, putting all his body weight onto Black, and Black just managing able to shoot his left shoulder up at two. Two. And now Dane trying to grab the arm, working on the shoulder, trying to get submission in. You've just got to try and make sure Black can't get those quick comebacks. And like I said, at this moment in time, with him in the submission, can't hit the Black Mass kick, can he? It's neutralised. Yeah, he can't hit neutralise neutraliser either. <laughs> I hit a neutraliser. An unpretty out or any other move in this submission. Both men back to the feet and Dane with knee to the midsection. <laughs> Big splash there onto Black. Goes for the cover again. But Black again managing to kick out. Ah, after the slam by Dane. And now again splashed down. But Black still managing to recover. Get the shoulder up at two. Two. Now maybe Dane getting a little bit frustrated. Oh, looking for a third splash this time onto Alistair's back. Alistair back. <laughs> oh, he can't get him down. And uh, Alistair Black, though, he hasn't lost that many times in it, has he, Dan? I think once or twice, maybe, yeah. He was pinned by Johnny Gargano. And then the tag team match, I think, maybe wasn't involved in it. So, yeah, I mean, Black's been very successful here in NXT, but at the moment, Dane is stifling him. Black trying to fight out the submission. Achillean Dane responds with a big running knee lift and just rocks Black back to his knees. Now Dane's got Alistair Black up. Looking for a suplex, but Black with a backslide. Looking to hit him with a German, but he had no chance of lifting <laughs> Killian Dane, and Dane responds with an elbow. But Dane punching wildly, and Black managing to block and dodge. Uh, block and dodge. Now using his speed, he knows he's got the advantage there. Forearm rocking Killian Dane, but he's not been off his feet yet. Goes for a second and Killian Dane just roars, comes charging towards Alistair Black, who goes low and takes the legs out to get the big man down. Oh, and Black with a running knee, nips his way up. This could be the momentum that Ali B needs. Well, he's definitely in pain, but he's calling for it now. Maybe the end is here. Oh, forearm to the face. Oh, Springboard Moonsault, his knee hit Killian Dane in the head. Oh. Goes for the cover, but Dane managing to kick out. Ah. And now Black might be getting a little bit frustrated, but he's still got one weapon that he can use. Oh, Black picking up Dane, but Dane throws him on the apron. Oh, Black catches himself. Responds with a big forearm. Runs to the top turnbuckle. Oh, oh. but gets caught by Dane in the clothesline. <laughs> Jesus. One, two. Oh. oh. But Black manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Shave your back. Shave your back. Dane's getting slower. But he might have just had enough. He screams at Alistair Black. You're in my path. Grabs him by his chin. And now he's got him up. It's a punch to the midsection, but that just fires Black up. Tries responding with a punch of his own. Oh, here comes Killian Dane with a knockout blow. Oh, but Black manages to dodge it with a kick to the midsection and one to the head. Oh, tries to jump over Dane, but Dane catches him. Oh, oh my days and just plants him with one of the most thunderous spine busters of ever oh my dane and he's picking black up calling for the end he's on his shoulders slams him down near the corner running sent on <clears throat> oh my god 
Killian Dane, second rope. Oh, oh splashes onto Black. One, two. Oh, but Black manages to shoot the shoulder up at the last second. Second. Dane can't believe it. he's pulling his hair out now. He can't put Black away. And bam, that impact driving all his weight into the chest of Alistair Black. Oh, oh we see his fall from Killian Dane. He's got Black up on his shoulders, looking to put him away. Oh, Black rolls through. One, two. Oh, oh but Dane managing to kick out. Oh. oh. Black mass kick knocks out Dane. One, two, two three. three. And he gives the man his first defeat in NXT. My God, Killian Dane. Killian Dane has lost this one to Alistair Black, but fair play, Alistair Black, showing his toughness. Dane dominated, but Black came through in the end. Dan, what are your thoughts? Ali B. Booyakasha. No, it was a bloody good match. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought Black was going to lose it. But no, you know, he managed to pull it out, hit the Black Mass kick out of nowhere. No. I can say that because these two of my guys, so yeah. these happen out of nowhere. Exactly. So the Black Mass kick and the Arca happen out of nowhere. I, I don't think it's a bad match. Dane looks strong. But I think the right man won. And I think now Black is on a collusion course with just one man. Told you Black Mass kick, such a dangerous move. Well, CM was there watching on earlier. And Alistair Black now, I think, has got a date with Destiny. So, Dan, what have you thought of NXT this month? Um, yeah, I thought it's been uh, very impressive. It's certainly building towards this pay-per-view and its culmination of uh, these matches. You've got the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Which way is it going to go? You know, you've got the injury to Bobby Fish. Uh, and we got you know the announcement of the uh, North American Championship, which should be a very interesting match. Um, yeah, you know they're they're telling good stories and they're taking it one week at a time as they do in NXT. Yeah, no, it's it's really good stuff NXT. You know, like I say, tell a basic story. We now know you know Alistair Black versus CN Takeover looks to be on the cards, and of course the next time we'll be with you will be April. With Friday we do it, April sixth. We'll bring you uh, the other. I think three or three more episodes of NXT then as well, and that will be ramping up towards New Orleans. What was better this month, 205 Live or NXT, Dan? I think 205 Live for its match quality, but NXT for its storytelling. I think that's fair enough. So they both won in your eyes. I've got to say NXT because we had the Gagano heartbreak using TCN and then the, the, the new hope in Alistair Black, and of course Shania Basler looking so impressive, and the Dusty Classic. But 205 Live has been really good this week. Uh, so that is it. Don't forget, next time we are with you is the WR 147, which will be WWE Fastlane 2018, and that's got one match on it. I think it's quite big, Dan, isn't it? What, what's the one match? Um, The six-pack? No. No, is it no. the tag team? No. 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 What one match? The no. women's chair? No. no, kick-off match? No, I don't know. Well, it, of course... Is Randy Orton versus the glorious Bobby Roode. Will the right man win or will there be a screw job yet again, Dan? Will there be a fist fight here? Exactly. Will, will we replicate the match <laughs> in it's, your front room? We've never had anything like this. We've talked about a Roode Orton match before, but we never experienced it. God knows what will happen, and you can listen to it on the WNR147 next Sunday. And then on Wednesday, YouTube, we're going to have, for the first time ever, it's going to be Dan versus James in the WNR podcast, Sing Off. Will it be Randy Orton? Will it be Bobby Roode? Your vote counts. 
So you'll be able to check that out. How? Well, you can contact us or look at it on Twitter at WW Network Review or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've also got a friend on Twitter. Yes, we have. It's Mini Chris Benoit, and he's just trying to make the world a better place. And you can follow him at Mini Chris Benoit. Of course, all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at WNLPodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and have me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. Like I say, the sing-off is coming exclusive to YouTube. And the podcasts go up there at the same time as do other places like SoundCloud. <laughs> on your phone. And also on Spreaker Radio, where we've got April 7th, April 8th, NXT TakeOver Live and WrestleMania, our first ever live show, Stitcher Radio and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there but that is it dan i mean it's been phenomenal journey to get to this point and now it only gets bigger for the double podcast doesn't it it does indeed yes <laughs> just when we thought we couldn't get any bigger autumn versus rude and wrestlemania is a coming i have been james Rollins, and as always always joined by dan white thanks for listening everybody and bye bye